sit back and relax while I listen to Train Kickers podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-hosts Dan and Steve, we're going to take you all around the world of miniature wargaming. On tonight's episode, we're going to continue our deeper dives into the Horse Heresy new edition. In particular, we're going to go through the unaligned rights of war. For anyone wanting to keep track, these start on page 96 in either the Liber Astartes or the Liber Hereticus books. We're going to go through all nine of them here. Um, some of the ones we're going to keep a little bit shorter, um, just because, say, for Fury of the Ancients, we want to be able to do more of a tactical discussion later. So you're going to notice that one was cut off a little bit, just because we ended up getting a little bit off track for what we wanted the discussion to be in this one. We are going to go through and do some separate, deeper dives to discuss tactics and, and strategies as well. And now, on to the show. All right, and on tonight's episode, we are going to be going through the general rights of war that are accessible to all the different legions. We figured now that we're at the halfway point, we've discussed nine legions, we have nine less to go, that this was a good time to start going through the rights of war. As you've seen, we started posting up for some of the legions that we've done, and those will be coming out periodically from here on out. But we wanted to get through the general ones to be able to, one, let everyone see what they can take, as well as as we try to get into more of these discussions here, we at least have the good fallback of, of what you could take if you either don't like the restrictions on your own, don't want to build your legion that way, or whatever other reason it may be. So um, tonight we're just going to go through all the general ones. There are, what is it, nine? Nine. Nine. Okay, yeah, so we got nine of them to go through. This might take a bit, but there'll be timestamps and all so people can follow along. Um, what we should probably start with is requirements to make sure people know what they have to have in order to actually have a right of war. Anyone in particular want to talk about that briefly? I mean, I'll, I'll take it. Take it yeah. So essentially rights of war, just to probably cover that as well, rights of war are like an army theme or um, like an army of renown kind of deal. So basically it takes the standard space marine list and it twists it to work a little bit differently, either by moving around some unit choices, um, unlocking new war gear items, changing like deployment styles, all kinds of like modifications it makes to the core list. Um, but in order to use one of these things, you need a model that has the Master of the Legion special rule. And there are three generic units, well, two generic units that could do this, plus your Primar and kind of a bunch of named characters. And those two units would be the Legion Praetor, and the Legion Delegatus Consul Upgrade. It is important to note that you cannot have a Delegatus and a uh, Praetor in the same detachment, mm -hmm. but if you have an Allied detachment, you could absolutely run one of them in one and the other in the other, and you have a max of one Praetor per full thousand points of the list, and that does carry over to Allied detachments, the Delegatus, on the other hand, does not count towards that number. You're kind of an exception to that 1,000-point rule. So what this means is you could have a list, say, a 3,000-point army, with um, a Primarch, a Praetor, and then in an allied detachment, a Delegatus. And then, and then you um, could take three rights of war technically under that? Um, Two, because you only have two detachments that could... True, yes, because it's one per... Okay, so every yeah. detachment can have a right of war, assuming you have someone to open it up for you, like the Delgadis or a Praetor or your or a special character, whatever that may be. Correct. Okay. Yeah. 
I've, I've just um, some but some rights of war can only be in the primary detachment. Mm-hmm. There's one or two that could only be in an allied detachment. The space kind of wolves, interesting uh, and different. Yeah, the, the watch packs. Yes. That so that's something to keep note of. That is a big change from the previous edition, where it had to be your warlord's detachment. And I think that's that covers that fairly well. You just need one of those two characters. They unlock the option, and then you're gonna have some limitations and bonuses you get for doing it. Yeah, and it, it, it you know, it's a good thing to mention again because you, you said it, but. It's the idea of what a right of war really does is it breaks the rules of how you put an army together. That's the biggest thing, um, especially the general ones. Some of your legion specific ones do, I don't want to say more, but they're going to vary up a little bit extra on that. A lot of these just break the general rules of of what does an army actually look like. Um, and the other big thing is you know, your legion specific ones. I feel sometimes can be a little bit easier to fill. Because, oh, it's your legion. Oh, they do some stuff with their cool special units. Oh, it's my legion. I probably got cool special units. Where some of these, like when we talk about Fear of the Ancients or um, the one where it's all predators and other vehicles like that, that might be very tough to fill. So some of these might be things you don't even really look at, depending on what you've decided to uh, put in your collection. All right. So... Does anyone want to talk about the recon company? Oh, and for this, we'll do it the same way we did before. We're going to always start with the limitations. What can't you have? What is the restriction? And then talk about the things that you get. That's a worthwhile discussion to do it that way because you don't want to get excited about something and then realize that there's a rule later that tells you why you can't. We're going to try to avoid Dan syndrome. I've broken my own, I've broken my own heart so many times with this. I'm like, oh yeah, Hammer of Olympia. I love this. I'm going to bring in a drill, and then I realized I couldn't take a drill. And I got yeah. very sad. You know, people like, need I already had the dream. Lives. I had the dream. Them. It was there. And people it died. need golden retrievers in their lives. They're very helpful. But am I wrong? No. Oh, okay. So that's I mean, we all want <laughs> no. to do that. But I, I now actually have gotten into the to the mode of I, I look first at anything that might be stopping me, and then I look at what's cool. Because I don't want to get that that feeling like oh, I get to do all this stuff. Oh no, I don't, and then get suddenly so, dejected. Little weird side note. What's okay. funny about this is I don't, you know, I don't play legions. I've never no, played. I, mean, I played white scars. You are a special snow. When the hell did I have those white scars? I keep remembering them, and I like I sold them. Twenty fourteen, probably. Yes, they're so old. Um, but yeah, I played. Yeah. I, I played. I don't play Legion armies. What's really ironic is though that when like the Mechanicum book came out and people like you saw this, I was like, oh, this combo works. This combo works. This doesn't work. Oh, they changed this, and it's just because it's more of like I'm comfortable with the army enough to mm-hmm. know like what to do and not to do, right? Whereas everyone was like doom and gloom. I'm just sitting there like, but you can Paragon of Metal a Thanatar, and now you precision shot on a four up with a strength ten gun and snipe out whoever the hell you want. Um, so it's just funny that I'm less, I'm more cautious, I guess, when it comes to Mechanicum, Custodies, and stuff like that. But with Legion, I'm all like, oh, this, I want to take it. Throw caution into the wind. See, I, I am under the, the full belief that your White Scars are like a Baron Steen versus Baron Stain Bears sort of Mandela effect. And you only believe you had these White Scars because you don't know no, when or anything like that. I You're not going to convince me otherwise. podcast. Just as evidence, I swear. And I can't. You know what the sad part is? I can't even. You find know he's gonna he's gonna corroborate with us that, that this army never existed. 
I can't even find freaking pictures of it. That's the no. sad part. You know, imaginary you know why, things though, don't have fair, pictures. Hold on. To be fair, the reason I don't have pictures is because that was back when I didn't have a smartphone. This is the, we're going like back in time. For you not having a smartphone, we could go back like three years. Okay, okay. It wasn't okay. Okay, though. All right, who wants to talk about recon? <laughs> Does anyone want to? Uh, I'll jump on recon so we can get this ball rolling. All right, so the Legion Recon Company is the first right of war. Um, this is going to be pages 96 to 97 is where we start getting to um, rights of war, by the way. I know the book is kind of hard to navigate. So 96, 97, that's loyalist or trader book. Up to this point, they are symmetrical. Um, um, sorry, identical. So the limitations on a Legion Recon Company. No unit in this attachment can include any, sorry, that includes models of the heavy subtype. Maybe deployed during deployment and then instead be in reserves. So that means your units such as breacher squads and um, cataphracty terminators and leviathans have to start the game in reserves. You don't have to be in special reserves. You could be in like normal walk on the table reserves, but they got to be in reserves. The idea is this is the recon company. They're scouting ahead of the larger, slower force. Um, a detachment with the right of war may not take any fortification choices. This probably won't break too many people's hearts. Fortifications no. haven't really been a significant thing in Heresy for a while. And they are even less so in this edition where we have a defense line and a fortified wall that doesn't mean anything. And then finally, all compulsory troops in a detachment using this right of war must be Legion Reconnaissance Squads or Legion Scout Squad. Um, so that, that's fairly standard for these rights of war. The generic ones, it'll have like a themed unit that is troops, and you have to take that unit. Now, just to um, as for just to yeah. quickly talk about this, just to make sure, because I, I don't run scout type things, reconnaissance. So just flipping back on uh, page forty nine, these are essentially power armored scouts with a li little bit of rules changes, of course. And then you have scouts on page 50, which are what you think of the normal scout armor, four-up armor save guys. Otherwise... Um, both have access to sniper rifles and shotguns and squad-wide melt-a-bombs, which is actually a very nice thing to have available. Yeah. A lot, a lot of their upgrades are very, very similar. The biggest thing is scouts themselves get to move through cover. And... On the reconnaissance, the sergeant can has a few more options, it looks like, for uh, his melee weapon, from what I see. Otherwise, similar. Just the save is a big difference, of course. Yep. Although, um, recon squads are lying, whereas scouts are not. True. That's another big um, one. Scouts also get the light subtype, yes. which gives them the ability to run and shoot snapshots. Yep. And one extra move. They are move eight instead of seven. Yep. Gives them a plus one on charges, which is kind of cool, I guess. But generally, I think the recon squad is worth more than the scout squad in the majority of cases. Unless you really need to trim off some points to squeeze in sniper rifles. Or nemesis bolters, rather. Which is an option for both of these units, by the way. And not at all a bad one, although it's a little pricey. Um, yeah. As for the effects... The, what do you get for taking these limitations? You must take re Recon and Scouts. Well, those two units no longer have the Support Squad rule, which means you are able to take them as your compulsory choices. Um, additionally, 
Legion Seeker squads. Um, those are kind of like uh, stirring guard veterans of old school 40k. Think um, a tactical marine, but their bolter is full of special ammunition, and they have ballistic skill five, so they're hitting on two. Um, they also have precision shot four up, so they're they're a nice unit to have on the board. I'm becoming a huge fan of them. Um, and finally, an army that includes at least one detachment with its right of war may re-roll any dice they roll, see who takes the first turn, or when attempting to seize the initiative. So the idea is, you know, you're sneaking up, getting to enemy territory, and you're springing a trap on them because you've scouted ahead and kind of catch them on the back foot. This is the first time I think I've, I've looked at some scout stuff before because it's in troops, and obviously I've looked at this book front cover to back. The first time I've honestly paid much attention to anything in fast attack, especially the Seekers, I didn't realize they were essentially Sterngar veterans. I didn't notice the extra Blissus skill or anything like that. And yeah, Crack and Bolter, so they have the special rounds and all of that. I saw these guys and I was like, all right. And I just kind of overlooked them because I don't really use any fast attack currently. I, I like Seeker squads. I think they're absolutely nasty. Yeah, and the fact that Snipers can win. Um, stupid question. They don't. They can't take multi melters, right? No. Because I, I was going to compare them to the head no, seeker. No. So, so yeah. they could swap out their kraken bolters for commie bolters, but they lose okay. special ammo. Um, I don't think it's ever no, worth it. The special right. ammo is amazing. You got three fire modes with it. You got the spray and pray mode where your weapons assault three. You got your standard kraken mode where it's range thirty with a little bit of extra in AP and strength, not that much better. And then you've got my favorite, which is, uh, I'm blanking on the name of it, but it's basically like the executioner rounds. And those Scorpius. are strength five and breaching four up. Yeah, the Scorpius rounds. Mm. Breaching four up is very nice. Yeah. So I, I have been enjoying that unit a lot. Um, I don't know if it really has to be troops, though, because unless you're really going ham on... I don't know, bikes and speeders. Um, I don't think fast attack's a very contested slot, at least not in the lists that I end up writing. No. So I don't feel the need to move with them to troops. It, if you're running... Especially with them not gaining yeah. line. If you're running it as a, a recon company, I can see wanting your fast attack open because you do want more bikes, or, or at least at speeders. Because to me, any army could probably be good or or do well enough to have fun with it. But to me, you're playing this one for a lot of the fluff. You're playing this one because you like the idea of essentially a scout company, the forward force. So to me, like, yeah, you're allowed to take heavy units. They can't start on the board, the start reserves, but you're allowed to have them. To me, it almost feels like, no, I, I, I don't want that. Those guys would be too slow. They'll slow us down. Yeah, I want to be able to have my fast attack open because I want to cram as many lance, um, like lance speeders into it or just take tons of bikes. Like, it, it has a very cool feel. Or... I mean, your fast attack is where you have some some neat planes. This is true. I forgot the planes yeah. in there. Yeah, you got a couple of them in there. The Xiphon is in there. Aircrafts aren't their own shit. I always, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's the right. Xiphon and the Storm that's a newer are invention. And then your different, um, you know, your land speeder variants and some things like that and the javelin. I always, yeah, I always forget. I'm, I always forget that airplanes are not like, oh, where was that? was an addition, right? Where aircraft I was think its own. Eighth thing. and ninth. So yes. Off to their own. Oh, okay, okay. Um, category. Okay. Later things had them as. Just want to make sure. Like okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it is a very thematic build, and you need to have a certain vision to pull it off. 
Some legions probably do this a little bit better than others, I feel. But I can't place my finger on it. Which I would say Alpha Legion. Alpha Legion's pretty damn good. Minus two inches to all of their shit that, that you're shooting. Plus there's shroud bombs that stacks to a minus eight. To a minus eight. Yeah, I would say Alpha Legion plays there. But the thing is, so we haven't gotten to Alpha Legion. They have their own right of war, which plays a lot better sure. than this, in my opinion. Well, I mean, let's say your or own you rights of war will be a very different feel, very different restrictions. But to some extent, they're meant for you, so they could be much more fitting. But I, I could see White Scars players maybe wanting something like this because... You know, oh, yeah. I fill my fast attack with a bunch of bikes. I still have my foot guys. I, I, you can still kind of get the feel of white scars and what makes them fun. Because you can still load a lot of bikes in because that can be all of your fast. And then you get these, you know, maybe they don't get your bonuses, but you have these other actually termed light units. So I think for fluff reasons, that would work very well. I'm just not big on yeah, guys. Definitely a fluff yeah. pick. Yeah, same. It's nice to have a unit or two of recons. More like one unit. But, I mean, if you really like them, it's a route. Alright, who wants to take Angel's Wrath? I can go through that one. I think that's fine. Then we'll give Dan a different one afterwards. Alright, so. Pride of Legion. Which one? I'm sorry? What are you trying to do? I was going to say Pride. Well, Pride. I'm waiting for Pride. You're going to talk before that because we're not waiting all that time for you to say something. Oh, it's Pride? Oh, We're going in order okay. that they have it in the book. <laughs> Um, so, Angel's Wrath ah. is page 97. This is the same page as Legion Recon. So, again, we're going through the limitations first. So, all models with the infantry unit subtype and the attachment that uses Rite of War that do not have jump packs of any kind must begin the battle embarked on a model with the vehicle unit type and both the flyer and transport subtypes. So, you have if you don't have a jump pack, you have to be on a flying transport of some sort. Um, for flying transports, non, I mean, obviously there's Lord of Ones, like Stormbirds and things like that, but for non-Lords of War, it's Storm Storm Eagle. Storm Eagle, and yeah, the, the flying you, shit, um, a case to assault ram. Case to assault (laughs) ram is Legacies. Yeah, it's not in this. Legacies, but it's still a flying transport, still works. Yes. So it's why I wanted to clarify that it's not in the main book. Yeah. I get I'm mean, there might be Lords of War, but I'm not too concerned with what they allow for the moment. All models that are both infantry and jump pack of any kind in this detachment using this right of war must begin the game in, sorry, begin the battle in reserves, but must be assigned to the deep strike assault as normal. So if you do have a jump pack, you have to start in reserves and you must be deep strike assault. You may. Oh sorry, may. My apologies, may. You may be assigned to Deep Strike Assault. My apologies. A detachment uses Fright of War may not include any models with the vehicle unit subtype that do not also have the flyer subtype. An attachment uses Fright of War may not select any fortification choices. That's very common. You're not losing anything for the fortifications. Hammerful bunkers. If, if you happen yeah. to own one. I don't know. I own very little terrain. Good. So not to derail. Are they actually good? Because I remember, I remember the, no. the whole thing with people no. are like, oh, there's a 40k model and 30k. Are they like can, it's no? It's uh, it's a cyclone missile launcher and a twiddling heavy bolter for 120 points. Can you at least put people in there? No, no, but it's a bunker. Also, the way you use it is terrible because you deploy it after infiltrators, but you can't be close to infiltrators. And they call oh, the God. rule area denial. But, ah, yeah, its area is denied okay. by your infiltrators. It's... We, we, 
That's it, awful. It's so bad. All right. But um. All right. So so angels. All right. Angels wrath. So we got flying units. Yeah. Only flying units, basically. Yeah, pretty much fly, flying. Yeah, things that fly, and if you don't fly, you better be in something else that flies. Um, so the effects are what you actually get if you fit this. To any units in detachment that are eligible to take a Legion Rhino transport as a dedicated, can instead take a Storm Eagle gunship as a dedicated transport. For any models with a vehicle unit subtype and both that are flyers and transport subtypes from the detachment that uses right of war, and that is in reserve, the controlling player may choose to automatically have them enter play at the start of their first turn without making resolve reserve roll. If they are not brought into play on turn one, then reserve rolls are made for the models normally from turn two onwards. Uh, what is there a rule in the game? And this hasn't come up for me, so I might not have studied it enough. Is there a rule in the game that tells you how much stuff you have to start on the board? You have to have something because otherwise you're technically table. <laughs> No, pro no, apparently no, because draw pot assault wouldn't work that way. Yeah. There used to be. I don't know if there's one now. At the end of a turn, if you have nothing, I know you're tabled, so therefore you lose the game. Is that when it is? Is it just end of game? Is that the only check? I have no idea. There, it used to be. I think it was fifty percent. Um, you have to have you can only deep strike fifty percent. Yeah, of your 40, army. yeah, yeah. There uh, used to be a lot of those sort of rules of fifty percent and things like that. Is there a rule now? I don't I'm know. Curious. The only people I used to deep strike were custodies. I, I never deep struck Mechanicum or, or Alpha, and I never. Yeah, I, I have no idea, actually. I'm looking at the deployment on page 304 of the main rule book. Um, taking a look to see if I see anything. And we can always put a little bit of this if it takes a bit. I'm curious because that's a big thing. Like, do you, can you. Some of the other ones specifically say, like, don't deploy anything. Here's how you start showing up. Can you null deploy this one? It sounds like you can. Because if you can guarantee something comes in turn one, um, sudden death. Uh, at the end of any game turn, one player has no models left on the battlefield. Their opponent automatically wins. So it's end of a turn or of a full game turn, end of a round, when you check that. But otherwise, I don't see anything in deployment that says you have to have something on the board. So, seen it either. Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, in my mind, then yeah, you could start with all the stuff off. You have your guys in jump packs in standard reserve or assault, um, deep strike assault if you want. If you want to do that instead, you can have some other units in your storm eagles, and they come rolling on turn one. Um, you just need. You just need several Storm Eagles. Because this one doesn't change anyone's position. Whatever um, whatever spot you were before, you're still in the same spot. Um, so you can't necessarily do that. So your troops are still troops. So like if you want to take attack squad, they're gonna have to take a storm eagle. Um how much how many how many points is a storm eagle? What's a storm eagle? Where is he? Two hundred and ten points. Not Terrible. Not awful. And they're not, point, terrible. Point wise, not terrible. I they're not terrible planes. I used to run Storm Eagles uh back when I played White Scar. Allegedly. Yep. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. Now I actually had two of them. I love them. Um two twin linked LAS cannons, although I think no, that changed. Uh, they start heavy bolters. They have a front twin linked heavy mm -hmm. bolter, um a whole front mounted mm -hmm. vengeance launcher, and four Tempest rockets. Yep. They can get a and last. Then you could upgrade the Tempest rocket. They can take two of them for yes. thirty. 
Yep. And so I would give them, I'd take, wait, is it a single shot glass cannon or is it twin link glass two, cannon? Two twin link glass full mounted so twin link glass cannons. Oh, twin link. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would run them with the last cannons. They were excellent at punching vehicles because um, I would also upgrade the heavy bolter to a multi-melta. Um, and I don't think I ever used the rocket battery. <laughs> it was so shit. Uh, it was like strength five, AP five, one large blast twin linked. Um, but otherwise than that, no, I, I liked it. How was the transport capacity on that sucker? Me too. That's not really... Yeah, I... And I could it could hold bulky because I know some transports can't. Are there any restrictions to bulky? It doesn't doesn't say. Now weird rules interaction question. Right. So we go to our troops choices, yeah. right? I look at the tactical squad, and it says a unit of no more than uh, ten may take a legion rhino as a transport. Yeah. Does that mean that even though the storm eagle can carry twenty two, you could only take it for a ten man unit because the rhino option becomes a storm eagle option? Essentially, uh, but you would then fill it with terminators. What? No. If it's dedicated, that unit Remember, has to go you inside. You can't mix units, and you can't mix units in a no. transport unless it's super heavy. Yeah. Um. By rules, yes. Do I think you should? It should be allowed. Yes, but by rules, yeah. Um. And remember, Dan, it's talk to your opponent. Yeah. Talk to your yeah. EO. And remember, Dan, it's it's the yeah. dedicated. This lets them take it as dedicated. It doesn't stop you from taking Storm Eagles and putting other people in. But if it's dedicated, that unit has to start the game in it. It just lets you do it without yeah, the force. And yeah. only that unit. And yeah, that unit and only yeah. that unit. Plus, if they want like an independent Now, you could still take one as fast. You could still take it as fast and load it up with 20 yes. guys. But weirdly, not as a dedicated transport. Strictly going rules as written. Yeah, that, that honestly, it should just change. There's also the Charybdis. You can't take a Charybdis. Which is a heavy slot, but it does not count. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. It does work for the um, for the automatic arrival. So you could do that. And they could deep strike. Oh, well, so could the Storm Eagle. That's interesting. Yeah. And this Red Award lets you take things that aren't infantry. If you're not infantry, you can go as per normal. You're allowed to take other stuff. But again, this is another one of the ones that to me feels very fluffy. If you're going to take it, you're probably taking it because you got a bunch of assault marines and you have, say, a Storm Eagle or, or, or some other sort of flying transport. And not that you're necessarily wanting to have like some contemptors hanging out in the field. You could, but I, don't know, I feel this is much like some of the other ones that are almost null deploy style. That's what seems to fit this concept the best. I just realized you could bring um, Dreadnoughts perfectly normally, just deploy them on the table. Yes, you can. But you can't bring up, but you cannot have a rhino no. or a saber tank, but just a random dreadnought walking up, perfectly fine. Yep, interesting. All right, I think that probably gives us an, enough on that one. Um, some of these you might see, like the 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 recon one. Yeah, someone could run a bunch of scouts. I think you could see that one. Some of these other ones, you're not you're not seeing uh, Angel's Wrath unless most likely unless someone's got some Storm Eagles and they they just want to play with them. You could run it without it. You don't have to do it that way. There's, there's options yeah. to run legal armies that would fit this without the Storm Eagles. But you're probably running it because you own like a Storm Eagle or two. Or, or, or two. Oh, God. I don't, I'm, no, I'm not going to do that to myself and look up the price of them. Um, Dan, why don't you talk about <laughs> so, the Sky Hunter? Uh, built... Yeah. Uh, as, really quick, as someone who's built a uh, Storm Eagle, absolutely not. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. 
No, yes, they are. Do they need like some um, because the side, it's, it's not even it's it's the it's, side. So it's a Storm Eagle right. kit. So you know I mean, yeah, yeah. you've seen I'm the Storm Eagle, right? It's basically a Storm Eagle kit, but the sides are extended essentially. So, I mean, it's From slightly Raven. different, obviously, because but it, it the sides are so warped, and then the top piece is warped, so nothing really clicks together. It's just it. I built one. And I think that was one of the main reasons I sold the white scars because I said never again. Uh, I was so angry. All right, let's get to happy. Let's talk about Sky Hunter Phalanx. And I like this one a lot too. I, I, this one, I think I used for my white. No, no, I had my own one for white But uh, the limitations models with the vehicle unit type including an attachment using this right of war must have one of the must by the way must have one of the following unit subtypes. It must be a flyer, a fast, or a skimmer. All units in the detachment using this right of war composed entirely of models with the infantry unit type must begin battle upon a model with the boat with both the flyer and transport subtypes, very much like we talked about before. A detachment using this right of war may not include any models with dreadnoughts. Um, pardon me. An allied detachment may not use this right of war, so it is not for allied. And a detachment using this right of war may not select any fortification choices for obvious reasons. So what do you get as a benefit? Well, Legion Skyhunter Squadrons and Legion Proteus Landspeeder Squadrons uh, may be taken as troop choices in a detachment using this right of war. Notice uh, that it's Legion Proteus Landspeeders and the Legion Skyhunter Squadrons. And we'll go over both of their statistics in like five seconds. Um... And then any Legion Skyhunter squadron selected as troops uh, choice in this detachment use this right, using this right of war, gain the line subtype. So, let's talk about Skyhunter squadrons and land speeder squadrons. What's really interesting is, if you remember, back in the last edition, they were, what, Arbor 10? They were awful. Uh, well, I mean, they, were st- they, they had were their vehicles, use. They had armor that could get ripped apart by a bolter. Yeah, they so had they their use. Very vulnerable. Yes. Ironically, the land speeders got more durable because now Meldas do a single wound out of the three they have instead of just instantly crumpling. Um, uh, since since you talk about uh, do you want to talk about their ornaments? So the Proteus land speeder, um, start with the bolt pistol, a chain sword, power armor, and a land speeder. Um, the reason it says that is because the land speeder comes stock with a heavy bolter. It gives you all the different special rules and subtypes. And they can switch out weapons. Um, you essentially have two weapons from the following list. Heavy bolter, heavy flamer, havoc launcher, multi-melta, bulk-eye culvern, plasma cannon, and graviton. You can also take some hunter-killer missiles. Because you have a chain sword and world eaters, you could make that into a chain axe. Because, sure, why not? Um, they deep strike. They're relentless. They're Harbingers of the Legion, which means they are never considered scoring and never considered denial either. Wait, how, wait. But they can re-roll um, Shrouded Saves. What if they gain line? Does that mean they can't score? No. Skyhunter Squadrons gain line. Yeah, your Land Spears don't gain line. Okay, got it, got it. They they didn't screw it up that bad. I had a brain (laughs) Okay, I was like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Okay. Woo! Oh, yeah. They also got outflank and hit and run. Outflank it. I mean, it's outflank reserves. That, that's all there is to that. And but hit and outflank. run is a crazy one. Because after any round of combat, you could decide, you know what? I don't want to be here. You do a test. And, and then you test. get... Yeah. And then you get to go far. Like, 
really far. Basically, as you, in you, movement yeah. plus two d six far. And they're move sixteen. And they yes. fly. Welcome to White Scars. Um, and then talk about the Sky Hunters. Might as well because I feel like yep. Sky Hunters is what people use more often than not. Yeah, um, Sky Hunters. They're also really fast. They have two goons each, which is nice, but only a three up save this edition. So a little squishier. They're also only toughness four compared to last edition. So squishier than they were, but not terrible. Um, they get a bolt pistol, chainsaw, power armor, and a shimitar jet bike that comes stock with the built-in heavy bolter. Um, their cavalry subtype, anti-grav, um, so is the land speeder, by the way. And then their unit leader, the sergeant, is also a character, which is nice. Um, Rel- Relentless, fine protocols too, which means they could shoot two weapons when they shoot. Um, they get Hammer of Wrath, Hit and Run, and Deep Strike. They have a bunch of options like Vexillas, Nuncio Voxes. Yeah. Any model of the unit, this has changed from last edition, any model of the unit can replace the Heavy Bolter with the Volkite Culverin, a multi-melt it or a plasma cannon. These are very nice options. Any model can replace the bolt pistol with the hand flamer or volkite serpenta. Okay. And the sergeant can replace the chains or the power weapon, power fist, or lightning claw. And the sergeant can take Ardvisor armor. Um, it's a fairly decent unit, but it's lacking any kind of close combat pump, which is one of the things you would think you want when you have such a high movement value. And all these weapons have reasonable range, if not long range. So, a bit of a mismatch between speed and range here, I feel. like I feel like this unit would be a lot better if it accessed power weapons on all the guys, not just the sergeant. Mm-hmm. But it's not a terrible unit, it's 105 points. And it still has hit six run. Moves. I mean, it still yes. has hit run. Yep. Yeah. You have, you have to run. be playing keep away with these guys. And they are your scoring yes. unit in this list. Other, otherwise, you need to get a unit that's going to be riding in a flyer. Yeah, yeah, these guys. Yep. I mean, to me, I look at this ride of war, and it's like I, I, this, this is going to come out meaner than what it sounds like. By the way, so bear with me here. Uh, it kind of sounds like white scar light, like diet white scars. Um, like, do you have a world eater? Reader, well, oh my god, do you have a world eaters army and just are really craving to take jet bikes and also, you know, flying chain? axes in storm eagles right then this is what you take you know what i mean yeah this is another spot where it kind of they're allowed other options than storm eagles but yeah if you're infantry you have to be in something that flies and can transport you so storm eagle or cessus assault ram or or one of the super heavies or something like that but i some of i mean i've I haven't played for that long. Have you, have you actually played anyone who's used this? So I have once, and that's why I mentioned World Eaters. Um, they use this. They load it up because this one doesn't have very much. And I remember 1.0 didn't have this restriction as well. Um, they didn't have the restriction of like you can only take 10 people yeah. in a Storm Eagle. So they load. It was it was three Storm Eagles with 20. Um, oh, well, well you think about that. that. Oh, my God. Remember, um, st- st- it was well, it was just twenty. Yeah, it was twenty chain axes keep, keep in each one. Mind, uh, one of them contained this praetor. Storm eagles and aren't limited to ten. It's if in the last one you were replacing your dedicated, and to have a rhino dedicated exactly. with ten. But if you just get a storm eagle, because notice this one doesn't make a dedicated. You just have to be in one. You fit twenty two either way. Exactly. So he yeah. He, so he took his storm eagle um, as the fast attack. 
he took his sky and, and the spoilers were tech. I can't remember what it was, but and then he took sky hunters as um, his troops. Uh, and essentially what he used the sky hunters as is was this very quick harassing unit that would kind of whittle away the squads um, and or he had a multi I think he had a multi melted unit that would take away tanks. And then the storm eagles would come on and because they're assault vehicles, they would come on, they would fly around a little bit, then they would land, the world leaders would come out and then assault and it would be horrible. Um, but it works well. Like it's not a bad right of war. And land speeders are, are good. Yeah. If you put the right armament on them and you're careful with them, they can be quite good. I've seen land speeders. I've seen land speeders outflank. Um, well, now it's outflanking reserve or reserve assault. Sorry, whatever it's called. But I've seen I've seen land speeders come in from the side of the board and just completely decimate an entire yeah. tank squad just from how they are positioned. Of um of the ones we've talked about so far, this one to me feels like you can uh, you have to have the right things for it. Like if you're just starting out, you literally have nothing for this right of war whatsoever. But this one feels like you can make a, a, yes. a good, you know, I, I don't mean competitive as you can take it to a, some tournament and win, but competitive is like you can face other people and you're going to have a, a fairly good chance and a good day with it. I feel you absolutely could. Where some of the other ones that we talked about so far, man, the recon maybe, but this one I feel you could actually have a, a decent army out of. Although nothing you currently possess, if you've just started buying into the plastics, is going to help you. Yeah, can't even include your dreadnoughts. Nothing. That I think. So this is not no, one. That's what I've realized. I mean, actually, no. We'll save that for thoughts at the end. But yeah, some of these. If this wasn't the army you designed or had designed, you're just not running a lot of these. But, um, are we good on sky hunters for the moment? Then. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Okay. It's yep. very quick. All right. Um, anyone in particular want to do drop? Well, Dan wanted to wait for Pride of the Legion. Steve, you're going to do the Underworld Assault, so I can take Drop Pod then, I guess? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to take the Drop Pod. We'll go through what it talks about in Drop Pod Assault, and then we will discuss what the actual Drop Pod Assault is. Um, so the Rider War itself is on page 98, and page 99 is essentially all the rules you need to actually do this. Um, so, again, we'll start with limitations, nice and simple. All units in the attachment that uses Rider War selected with the Legion... Sorry, um... All units in attachment using this right of war selected with Legion drop pods, Legion dreadnought drop pods, or Legion dreadcall drop pods as dedicated transports must be deployed by means of a drop pod assault. So if you have a drop pod, you have to do drop pod assault. You do not have a choice. Detachment using the right of war cannot take any fortifications. You're losing nothing. Any models selected as part of the attachment that do not have one of these forms of drop pod um, as a dedicated or are embarked on a Legion Charybdis assault cloth, must be placed in reserve and cannot take part in any alternate deployments, such as deep strike assault or flanking assaults. So remember, general reserves, if you're not doing any of the other special forms you come in from the board, it's normal reserve rolls and you walk on from your board edge. So if you're in a drop pod, your drop pod assault. If you are not in any form of drop pod or a Charybdis, then you have to walk on. All units in the attachment using this right of war. So this is the effect. All units in this attachment using this right of war, eligible to take a Legion Rhino transport or a Land Raider Proteus carrier dedicated transport, may instead select Legion drop pods or Legion Dread Call drop pods as dedicated transports. When taken as part of a detachment using this right of war, any units composed of models with the Dreadnought unit type must be either given a Dread Call or a Dreadnought drop pod 
as dedicated transports and may not be selected in units of more than one model. Meeting the first line, so all units they're eligible. To t yeah, I guess still Tenley falls that thing of you're not one. eligible Feels if like you're over 10 technically as the dedicated. So yeah, we saw that same problem. So uh, if you're a Dreadnought, you have to take a drop pod of some sort. If you are not, if you're, a, if, in other words, if you're infantry and we're able to take a Rhino or a Proteus, then you may take a drop pod. If you have one, you have to start in drop pod assault. Otherwise, you have to walk on from the board. So this is another one where you're going to start with nothing on the board. Um, anything about that before we get into the drop pod assault, how it actually works? Um, yeah. Interestingly, this one for limitations is softer because you can actually take all the unit types without limitations. Just they have to be in reserve if they're not in a drop yeah. pod, which isn't terrible. I would say I love it, but it's not terrible. Um, so you could do a drop pod assault army where it's not literally every last model is riding in a drop pod. Unlike, say, um, Angel's Wrath, where everything was almost absolutely in a Storm Eagle. And as a bonus, um, standard drop pods are plastic, which is yes. always nice. This is at least something where the, the main box might not have what you need, but you could start with it, get some drop pods, and you still have some play. You could still make this thing work. Though, you don't have to start with everything in a drop pod. You probably still want quite a few things, though, because your normal reserves, if everything else is normal reserves, they're starting to roll on turn two, the other items. Which means if you get, you know, shellacked turn one with the drop pods you bring down, you got nothing left, the game is over. So you're going to be bringing at least several things. Yeah. Very true. And you're probably going to want to go second. Oh, yes. In order to take out that one round of shooting your opponent's going to get. Yeah. There, there's several of these. This one, as well as when we talked about Angel's Wrath, those are both where I think you absolutely want to be going second. It is much better for you if you do. Let your opponent either do nothing and reposition. That's still fine. All right. Let's go through how drop pod assaults work. Um, chime in if I miss anything here. Because I don't. it's a giant wall text. I don't want to read it verbatim. But I will make sure to read the parts that are important and paraphrase as needed. Actually, not as hard. I, I yeah, I'll point out it's not as hard as the wall of no. text. Like once you play it and once, you understand it. It's no. really and not a bad. assault for all intents and purposes very similar to when you get to it. It's a different mode and different type, but some of the basics are all here. All all the um, reserve styles, other than you walk from the board edge, essentially that the you know outflank or deep strike assault and all those have. A lot of similarities the biggest changes a lot of time is when you come in um so says you know during before the start of your first turn um when you're placing units in reserve um if you're using this right award you have to assign all of your essentially anything that looks like a drop pod or a scribs assault claw um to do drop pod assault they enter control of the starting control of the player's first turn so they this is one of the ways you can come down first turn normally and over reserves can this is the way you can do that and then um, they tell you, essentially, you place, you have all these together. You place one of them somewhere on the battlefield that's one inch away from enemy models, edges, or a piece of impassable terrain, and then you scatter. Um, drop pods have, oh, uh, which one is the rule that makes them where they don't just, like, inertial guidance? Inertial that's guidance. Like, yeah, because they're not going to 
rush run off the board or destroy themselves or anything like that like it's safe drop pods are always safe um so if the final position is with an inch of an entity model battlefield edge or a piece of impassable terrain then the controlling player's opponent can move it 18 inches anywhere they want that's more than an inch away can't do impassable can't do anything like that um um you have to allow the models to be able to disembark unless there is no such position so your enemy can't put you in between a bunch of impassable train that doesn't let you out unless that's literally the only spot you could go so it is forgiving you you can be hurt if you mess this up but you can't be screwed over once the first one has been deployed you roll die on a one it's disordered so all the other ones come in your opponent puts them in with 20 within 24 inches without scattering although again it's the same sort of things you can't be put within an inch of an enemy model or impassable train if it's a two or higher you put them anywhere you want within 24 inches same restriction you can't put them in base con essentially in contact or combat with someone um and again you have to put them in a position where they are allowed to get out unless there is no such position on your board if you're going to play this make sure there's space on the board to put stuff down don't play so choked out where you're never going to fit any of your models one thing to note with the um being mm -hmm. disordered if everything's in a drop pod within inertial guidance system which should theoretically yep. be everything you get to re-roll that die Oh, you do? Nice. I did not realize that. I don't, I don't want to drop out right now. You, you scatter half the distance, and you can re-roll the die to see if it's orderly nice. or disorderly. Which is really great when people start bringing, without spoiling too much, anti-deep strike yeah. defenses. No, what? No, no, no. That's not Yeah, it literally talks about the <laughs> it, it shortly thereafter what you can do here. So, um, once you bring these down... If your enemy has one or more of the models within six inches of any of them, they have to take a pinning test. Once the pinning is done, then your models get out. Um, they follow all normal rules for disembarking. Um, if you can't disembark, then any of those models that can't get out are considered casualties. So once you've done all this, then um, any enemy models that are neither pinned back or falling and can see can choose to do the intercept reaction. So here's my question. And I saw this posted somewhere else as well. Is it one unit intercepts or is it intercept right. reaction? Anyone who can see gets to do this. No, so it's one intercept. So I did ask this and I, 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 that's funny. I had this same exact I saw it question. Posted a bunch of places. So you are, yes. So it is one intercept reaction because you can only do one reaction of the same a turn, right? So I can't that do is multiple overlaps. No, you can't intercept with everyone. Yes, you can. It's called an augury scanner. Oh, well, no, I'll get to that. So, in a hold, hold on, hold on. The way you led into that, though, was yeah. very misleading. Well, so, I was going to say, you got to let you, me finish. So when I'm someone deep strikes, <laughs> when someone deep strikes, you gain access to the advanced reaction called, well, any kind of reserve. Someone goes on for reserves, you may make the intercept, interceptor reaction against them. Essentially, yep. you shoot them. If you have an augury scanner or other special ruler war gear that allows you to do it, say, by the way. you can shoot them and not even use up your reaction yes. points. Yes. So, so to you, answer your question, Dave, if you do not have an augury scanner, one squad may do the intercept reaction because you can't repeat an intercept. 
if you have a you squad, can, if you have two oh, movement phase reactions, yeah. Oh yeah, if you have two movement phase reactions. Um, if you have an augury scanner, you can technically do it multiple times because the augury scanner, very specifically, does not count towards the well, reaction. And it breaks the standard rule of three reactions yes, in a phase period. Yes. It, oh, yeah. yeah it does that's that. the big thing. Otherwise, normally you can only do it three if you happen to have three in the movement phase. Augury scanner lets you do it on any that have augury yes. scanners, plus additional if you have the spare reactions to spend. Exactly. Um, so once they've been. And it's important to note for this right of war, you could shoot the drop pod or the yes. guys inside. Both are viable targets. That's not the same for every one of these. So there's something to note. Yeah, I was going to say, because I think the anvil... Oh, God. Uh, what's the big boy drop pod? The Dreadclaw, right? Because the Dreadclaw doesn't have to disembark if it doesn't want to. Correct. Yes, okay. Um, the Dreadclaw and the Charybdis. Neither of them Charybdis, that's the other one. Thank you. Now, but uh, right. earlier it, said, it says for all of those, they must disembark following the normal rules for disembarking. So they specifically say you don't have to get out, because this says they have to get out. Yeah, this huh. says they must disembark well, following I'm, all must disembark following find all the crib this rules for disembarking. <laughs> well, okay, so then I'm gonna say that if you're in the assault you have to, but if you're deep striking not part of the drop pot assault, you don't have to. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But then you're risking uh, you know the reserve rolls as you yeah. what normally allows you not to get out of the drop pot? Okay. It just it's a flyer. Oh, okay. It's a flyer. The, it's, the not, it's not a drop and pod. the um. Yeah. So once the drop pod lands, it doesn't move. It's it's basically a piece of terrain at that point with a bolter on it. Um, the Charybdis and the Dreadclaw, Dave, still fly around like they're, they're actual straight up flyers. Yeah, they're straight okay. flyers. Got it. Yeah, but if you do it this way, you will have to get out. All right. Once all that's done, so yes, you've right. deployed. Intercepts are done. Um, the turn goes on as normal. Um, they can. They may not move or run in the same turn that they deployed, but they can shoot as normal. Um, assault phase, only models with the transport subtype with the assault rule may declare like the Charybdis. Charybdis is an assault vehicle. So if you came out of Charybdis, you are allowed to assault. Otherwise, you can't assault. Um, yeah. So essentially, you have your drop pods. They come in turn one. You get to place one down, scatter it. If we're... In the distance... Yes. Yeah, on a lesson distance, but you, you'll you'll do your scatters. If where you land is okay, you get to place everything within twenty four. If not, your opponent does. They can't try to screw you up too hard in terms of placing it somewhere where everyone's going to die coming out. Anyone within six, you try to pin them. Either way, afterwards you step out, and they can attempt to intercept you. Then, otherwise, then you continue as per normal. Um, things to note. Only interceptors can be made, so you can't do, for example, the Space Wolf one, where you finish yep. a move, you get charged. Not an option, because it's not interceptor. It's literally only interceptor that's allowed against these units. Yes. It's the, it's the only one that you can actually do. Um, I mean, this gives you a lot of, you know, options, because you don't have to put everything in a drop pod. I mean, everything else has to start as reserve. So you're going to need several things to drop pods, but it's not going to force you on everything. It's not stopping you from taking other vehicles or anything like that. But I mean, I know at one point, a different edition of 40K, oh, I forget which one, but I used to see this where people would do drop pod assault. And these were guys with like 10 drop pods. And that was their army. To me, yeah, this fits if you want to take tons of drop pods. 
Yes. And to be fair, that like it's not going to break the game or anything. And in my opinion, that's that's actually one yes. of the more cooler armies to look at. It's um, visually fantastic. Visually to see fucking ten. Well, no, because you could only. Is it? Wait, shit. Now I got to look at the rule again. Is it? You put all on the table or half? Because before it used to be it's half. It's not it's half. all of them. Oh because, Jesus! Because yeah. back in the day, yeah. it used to be only half. There, yeah, there's more. So if you had ten, only five would come in. But no, yeah, to see 10 fucking drop pods screech down onto the battlefield on like, yeah, no, that that's straight up. I don't even care if I lose. That's just a really, really cool thing to watch, especially because for those who don't know, if you want a cheap way to kind of heresy up your drop pods, and this is courtesy of my friend Brett, uh, what you do is you, I don't know what to call them, the spiral columns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the fins, fins on right? backwards. Yeah, so you put the fins like so. If you look at a drop pod picture, right, you have these spinal fins that kind of cur- that go up, right, mm-hmm. that stick out and go up. If you take those and you flip them upside down, so you put them backwards, like you, you could literally face them downward, you basically have now made a uh, what are those? They're chaos. It's the poor yeah. man's dreadclaw. It's the poor man's dreadclaw, exactly. Um, and I mean, you could probably Google like how to do it. You have to shave some nubbins, but it's a really stupid, easy conversion, and it looks really, 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 really cool. Um, did, because it's it's did, just it did looks thirty k drop pods not look like drop pods. No, no, they, oh, they, 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 do. They, they they do. It's a they perfectly do. normal drop pod. Sorry. So you don't have to have... do anything like you just use a drop pod. No, no. but they, they're like they look like I, I don't know how here. Let me. It I'm just it changes up the aesthetics in a way that yeah is like oh yes this looks like a heresy. So I gave you a link, Dave, if you really want a, right. a quick look at it. But um, it's it 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 just, just yeah, take five seconds. It looks it's be different. The main it looks bad. It looks like a drag claw. Back yeah, because back in the day, um, this um chaos armies had the dread claw, and the the understanding was that tech that. Chaos Marines had access to was all heresy era tech. So since they didn't have a normal drop pod, they didn't have the Dreadclaw, people figured, ah, you know, the normal drop pod must, you know, not be kosher, you know, so I'm going to convert my regular drop pod into a Dreadclaw. Turns out normal drop pods are totally fine, but the conversion idea is still hung around and it, it kind of has like that visual. Okay appeal to it yeah okay it works it's yeah not saying don't buy drop pods and go crazy or i uh, and go crazy on conversions but it's just if you're looking at something that you want to do like a little I'll, different i'll have it posted up on the youtube easily the, the just channel. It, yeah. it looks fine i have no problem with that but i also have no problem with the normal drop pod then but yeah okay exactly no like, yeah it's just different I, I put it this way for people who are listening if you literally google just, drop pod i put it one word I, I don't know if it's one word or not but i put drop pod one word with fins down and you could literally just someone painted Iron Warriors. Someone has a really cool uh, World Leaders one. Um, but yeah, no, it's just yeah, it's just another way to kind of do it if you want. Um, and it just looks cool, in my opinion. Again, it's neat. I don't have a problem with the normal drop pod, except I do remember the time I put one together. It was a pain to literally do, but that that was a long time. That was when I had Blood Angels. That was my first army. So we're going back like fifth edition. So at the time in fifth edition, it was a pain. Maybe now that I've hobbied more and, you know, don't paint like garbage and assemble her- terribly, maybe it'd be much easier. All right. 
that seems like we're pretty good on drop pods. This is another one where um, out of the base set, you can get some distance from it or with it. Um, not perfectly, but if you get some drop pods, you can make this work. All right, Dan, you were chomping at the bit to do Pride of the Legion. Let's see if you do it justice. Oh, yeah. Well, it's most because it's thick boys. Cause I, I love yeah. my thick boys. I mean, it's me. Anything on the 40 mil base is all, only what I play. 32 mil bases for for people who don't play manly Harveys, no. <laughs> All right, Pride of the Legion. So, uh, limitations first. Uh, an army whose primary detachment is using this right may not, be, they may not select the allied detachment. Um, makes kind of a lot of sense because you are the Pride of the Legion. Why are you using allies? Uh, a detachment using this right of war may only select a single heavy support choice and a single fast attack choice. Um, to people who asked me this question before, this is a very easy question, because some people are like, oh, that means only one. You know, if you buy a squadron, you can only have one. No, 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 no. It's a single heavy support choice. So if, I think, what, Kratos can go in squadrons of yes. two? Correct me yep. if I'm wrong. Yes, yeah, so you could you could have two Kratos, as long as you purchase them as Same thing with one Leviathan. support Leviathan choice Leviathan in the squadron. Is a talent, you can have two total exactly. in it. Exactly. Because people always kind of get, sometimes get that wrong, so it's just, yeah. Um, an allied detachment may not use this right of war. Again, uh, you may not have fortification choices. Shocking. We'll get to the one that has fortifications, I swear. (laughs) The army using this right of war may not include more non-infantry units than it does infantry units. So you actually, this one kind of spams infantry. So, that seems like a lot of limitations. So what do you get as a benefit? Well, all your Legion veteran squads, Legion Terminator Cataphracti squads, and Legion Tartaros squads may be selected as troop choices in this attachment using this right of war, and they gain the line no, subtype. read the whole thing. As long but as they're taking its only, compulsory. Only, only the compulsory selection. Let me finish my sentence. I said, if they are only taking... Well, if, oh my god. If Restriction first. The choices, hard part first. The part that makes you cry comes first. Choices, they get lied. You are not going it. to say that. Um, which means in Zomortal, which, yes. which means in Zomortalis, you're only getting yeah. one that's lined. By the way, because Zomortalis really? requires yeah. one compulsion. Oh, because it requires choice. one. That's right. It changes up the pattern. Uh, any unit composed entirely of models with either Cataphracti Terminator armor, uh, Tartar Sauce Terminator armor, or any other pattern Terminator that is normally selected as an elite choice may be included in this attachment using this right of war as a troop choice. Um, which I'll get lying. to in a moment, by the way, because I wanted to ask a question about that. Because someone asked me, and I didn't know the answer. So the law, the basic drill of this is your Legion Cataphracti, Terminator, uh, Tartar Sauce squads, and Veteran squads all get selected as troop choices, and the compulsory troop yes. ones uh, become line. Quick yeah. question about that third bullet point. It says that uh, Cataphracti, Tartar, uh, Tartaros, Terminator armor... Or any other pattern of Terminator armor that yes. is normally selected as an elite choice. That'd be Gorgons. Does, does that also include yes. Indomitus? Indomitus are troops. Yeah. No. It, 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 yeah. yeah. If they were elites, nope. it would count. It, it, so as long as it counts as a Terminator armor, it works. But yeah. Oh, I didn't even know Indomitus were troops. I thought they were still elites. Indomitus oh, okay. are non compulsory only troops. That's such a okay. And they're not lying. Yes. That's weird. 
Um, okay, then never mind. Ignore that. Okay, because that's a, that was but literally what I was thinking. Like, wait, does that include Adamus? What this also right. covers is this also covers any of. So as we've been going through these legions, most legions have a special Terminator squad of some sort. In those squads, they are all in a Terminator mm -hmm. type of armor. So they can all then be taken as troops. They can't be made scoring or anything like that, but they can be troops. This, it, it, it's a, a distinction minute. I saw that's important oh. to me because um, this came up in, I, I don't know, I'm in like yeah. two to three dozen heresy groups at this point. And in some of them, people are talking about, they're like, okay, it, it says, um, you know, Terminator armor. It says Cataphracty armor. Well, no, it says a cat you know a unit so like notice the other one it says legion cat legion terminator cataphracty squads in the main effect that means the squad that you're picking out from your troop choice that does not mean guys in cataphracty armor the last line is what makes that allowance so if you're seeing something that says you know a legion terminator cataphracty squad that is the one of your leech choice that is nothing essentially nothing else in the book when it says a unit of models wearing this type of armor, that's what opens it up. This is one of the few spots that I've seen that, but it's an important distinction to make. So spicy time. Are you ready no, for I'd spicy? I'm terrible with spice. Um, no, 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 no. There is a special unit in, there is a specialized Terminator unit that no, has native line. Native. Oh, we know. Yeah, but they already have line. Yes. So does this mean you could take does this mean you can take six squads of Lernaean yes. Terminators as troops? It it means you could take True. ten squads of Lernaeans, six yes. as troops, and four as elites. BRB, I'm just checking points real quick. <laughs> you wrote this army list two months ago. I, I, oh, wait, I didn't realize. No, so I, what's funny is when I wrote it, I didn't realize that this right of war included that. I did it as a normal, I think I did, it was Head Seekers actually. Um, because Headseekers made um, the, the Headseekers troops, right? So now I had line in my elite and I had line in my troop slot, right? It was both. I double dipped. But... <laughs> uh, if you're running basic uh, missions, I'm not so concerned about line. I'm not saying don't have any. Have some. But I don't care about having tons and tons of line. No, no, I think I that's kind of a waste. By the way, so far out of the... Yes. Out of the... How many Mechanicum Gleans have I played so far? Eight? Nine? And one of those has been a major game. Out of the eight or nine games, and one game that was like 2,500 points, I still have not had line in any one of my, in one of my army lists. Because Myrmidons become troops, not line. Unless they're near Thanatar, which I don't own. Um, and I have been doing just fine. So Lernaeans are so, 250 points base for five guys. You could technically run 10. So that'd oh, be 2,500 points yeah. in just those guys. But that's nothing else special. That's them at their base. I mean, they have some special rules and all. Don't get me wrong. They have some extras, but they don't have much else. So. Yeah. This rule is just plus one a hit, basically, yeah. on, a, on a selected legion. But, that's all it is. Okay. Um, it's still funny. I, I, it's still funny that I when yep. I heard when I read that, I was like, wait a minute. Hold the, hold the phone. So you're proving why we do limitations first, so that way we can make sure we get through the bad and then get to the good. Yeah. Is that the only? Yeah, is that the only elite terminator with line in yeah. the whole? Yes. Oh, oh, god. Nice. That's hilarious. I, I I'll talk to Brian about that because I know Brian well, really likes his Lernaeans. Right. He has to like. But them he's running. Him. He's running because it's like thirty of them. Tell them. 
Help. Well, he's running Just the send him the link to this video. Yeah, he's running the uh, head seeker. He one. He's running what you were going to so he's play. Got, so he's kind of he's kind of you know in for a penny in for a yes, pound. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whether or not he true. wanted to, that's what he's playing for the moment. That is true. There... Um, <laughs> I... uh, this is a good ride of war. This is. I should point out this because um, mm-hmm. someone actually did bring this up. Um, if you want to run this ride of war, this actually works very. Because yes. I know you mentioned the starter box before, Dave. This works really well with the starter box because you can. Uh, it comes with Marine, what Jess. forty Marines, right? Forty Marines. Um, I know John has done this before. One of our friends, John, he likes running Pride of the Legion because you could take those ten man uh, tactical or ten man tactical squads and turn them into ten man veteran squads. And now you have more kind of bang for your buck because you could kind of customize them ish. Uh, and I believe they're two wounds each as well. So you kind of get more. Yeah, bang for your buck was kind of what I was going for right there. Um, so just really, th- this works well with the starter and box if you your want. Your starter box comes with 10 cataphracti, so you could throw them in, you could make them line as well. And you only have. Oh, yeah. You know, your your Spartan in there could either be heavy support or dedicated. Keep in mind, also for anyone who's new to this, you select one heavy support choice. If it take it as a dedicated, it doesn't take up the force org. So, like, say your Spartan. If you take your Spartan no, with not. your Terminators, it doesn't count as heavy. So you could throw an extra. When I was um, when I was waiting on GW, yeah. they finally did send the order that we've been waiting from five minutes after the first pre-orders ever occurred for my mark threes where i was trying to wait on those guys i was like all right um i I don't i don't have like troop squads i don't have anything okay oh i can do pride of the legion so i ran this a bunch because that was about the option i had and then once i had you know some some uh, something else in heavy okay well hey i can still do it because i can take this as dedicated now at least i can kind of build up an army um now oddly enough they sent me they sent us the mark threes Although I've built up enough other stuff, so who, I don't know what I'm going to do with those guys yet. And they miscast one of my dice. Breacher! <laughs> yeah, yes, one of my I dice, them. I realized I that it looks like it has a, a bite taken out of it. It's on the one side, so it's not even, like, it would so absolutely, weird. one, shouldn't play with it anyway, because the, the die is off. But also, it's even off in a way that would absolutely means it rolls better. As soon as I caught that in today's learning game, I was like, all right, well, I guess you're over here. I've, I've never actually had that sort of problem with dice before where I needed to check them first. I've never, I'll be honest, in all my years of purchasing dice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you know I purchased GW like dice man. for like, yeah, because I like to match my armies. I have never no. had to miscast dice. So it's yeah, so it's like weird. just the one it. corner. And it's it's not like a tiny little bit. There's it's such an obvious it's a sizable fashion. chunk. It, it, it's, it's like flattened out. Yeah, no, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I was kind of laughing at how, like, oddly, like, how did that pass in spare? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I, I emailed them. I'm hoping you get They'll either a new dice or a new packet. Packs, and that's absolutely fine. I mean, I, I finally got the stuff. I got plenty yeah. of things to keep me busy, but just more bringing that up. Um, Will, so for thoughts right now on this very quickly, we'll get into more of this when we kind of see them all. Private Legion, I absolutely loved the idea of. Because when we get to Dark Angels, we'll probably do them. Well, you're going to do those soon because they mimic a lot of a good amount of these with, hey, here's how we're different. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm kind of down on the Dark Angels one, this other thing. And I've actually, as I've played more and more, I kind of really like the Dark Angels one. And I've liked this one a little bit less. 
somewhat because of the restrictions. Hmm? The pricing. Shit, I kind of want to hear. Uh, damn, now I kind of want to hear your opinions because uh, all I've heard. Well, then that's to be fair because I've heard the Doom and Gloom about uh, Mechanicum and I just rolled my eyes to the back of my head. Um, but all I've heard of Dark Angels was Doom and Gloom about their rights, specifically the, um, the one you were the, the their version of Pride. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a quick now one to hear what you have to say. Damn. to okay. talk about this. We'll talk about more when we get to that, but I'll, I'll take yeah, a quick If you don't mind. Now so there's a really big downside in that one. The big downside is I put an objective in the middle of the board as close as possible. If there's already one there, just count that one for both. That way you don't have to have two tokens down there. Uh, if I do not have the objective at the end of the game, you get a victory point. If you have the objective at the end of the game, you get D3. So essentially... I better be taking that point or I'm giving up points. Um, the bonus you get from it is that you can take some things as, as troops. You don't get line, but you're not restricted on your heavy, fast, or anything like that like this one does. For me, that fits well because I run a lot of heavy support because that's a lot of what they put in plastic. And so they put in plastic, that's what I got. The other part is it gives you an extra attack if for independent characters that are Deathwing, so you'll be taking them as Deathwing, but that's okay. Um, they'll get an extra attack when they're within 12 inches, excuse me, 12 inches of objective. And you can get some Heart of Legion on some guys. The Heart of Legion hasn't really mattered so much, although I don't run Apothecaries. If I did, maybe I care more. But the extra attack on more than one occasion has absolutely made the difference in a fight. Now, I will say I've played this where... One time there was no additional objectives. A couple times there were. Out of book missions, I understand people not necessarily liking it as much. But if you run with missions that have objectives come up more often, especially progressive scoring, which is a much more fun way to play games, I think, then it starts becoming exceptionally powerful. Because right now I, I've had it where that's what has won me the game is having that extra attack and I have a sword, which means I hit it you know, plus one weapon, you know, essentially plus one to hit as well. So I'm getting more attacks. I'm hitting better against equals. So I'm able to push through the damage I need to win combat or kill off contemptors, whatever it may be. Um, so, so far I've liked it. I haven't played it in a really big game. I might feel different when we play really big, but the, I will say this one really restricts you in really big games. Having only one heavy support means your things that really might fill out your army, you're very, very limited on them. So... I still like it. Don't get me wrong. It's good. And as I build up veterans, I might enjoy it more. But as someone right now who's just more talking about, like, say, from Cataphractic Terminator style, I'm not as huge on it as I originally thought I would be. But when we do Dark Angels, probably very, very soon, we will get more into that because we have to do them as soon as we can because they mimic a lot of this and we don't want to forget it all. Um, Steve, you got the Underworld. <laughs> well, yeah. He like, I don't know why you don't run this. <laughs> Underworld Assault. This is probably not favorite right of war, but it uses one of my favorite models. Um, so, limitations. All infantry that do not have a version of the bulky special rule in the detachment there's right of war must begin battle embarked on a Legion Termite Assault drill. So basically, unless you're a Terminator or a Jump Pack, if you're infantry, you're in a drill. You cannot select any fortification choices, sure, whatever. Um, but any models that are not inside termite assault drills or embarked on a drill, um, they cannot be placed into reserve. 
and he cannot use any altered deployments, so no deep strikes, no outflanks, etc. What do you gain for this? All units that can take a Rhino can instead take an Assault Drill. All, um, sorry, you could take Assault Drills as additional fast attack and heavy support choices, so that units that don't have a Rhino dedicated transport can still hop into one of these guys, or if you just, you know, needed extra drills for fun. And finally, all units that begin play on the battlefield and not in reserve gain the stubborn special rule until the subterranean assault arrives. So, subterranean assaults. How do they work? Um, before the first turn, you assign all units with the subterranean assault special rule into an assault. Um, you roll one die for all of them, like other um, assaults. And you place down the first model, and you scatter it as normal, uh, as as before with the drop pods. If you land on an enemy model or impassable or danger, uh, table edge, your opponent can adjust the position of the model up to 18 inches. Um, and then you roll to see if it is an ordered or a disordered assault. I want a two or higher, you're good, and you could place the other drills within 12 inches, otherwise if you roll the 1, your opponent places it. Once everyone's been deployed, any enemy units with one or more models within 6 inches of a drill suffer D6 plus 3 strength 6 AP 4 hits. Um, these will not cause morale checks, and they will not cause pinning checks. Once these hits are all resolved, um, units that are not pinned or falling back, and have line of sight, may choose to make, may choose to make interceptor reactions, targeting any one of the units deployed for a subterranean assault. You can only do interceptors against them. Now, here's the big difference between a subterranean assault and a drop pod assault. You don't get out of the drill as part of the assault. Yeah. You could stay right in that sucker. But let's say you do all get out of your assault. Um, sorry, your drill. I have good news. After the enemy's done all their um, interceptor reactions, you can take your drills... And you can move your drills with their movement values. If you go half speed, the guys inside can disembark. Um, if you're an assault vehicle, you can even charge afterwards, but um, termite assault drills are not assault vehicles. I assume I'm actually checking the mechanicum. Yeah, I think please the only do. assault vehicle that's subterranean is the mechanicum one, which is weird. I'm checking that one right now. Well, Steve, keep going while you look. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the rule. So you deep strike, the rest come in, you do a bunch of basically, for lack of a better term, impact damages on arrival. And then if you want, you can move the tank and disembark from the tank. Now what's really nice is that these things are going to keep crawling around turn after turn. And they actually have a decent offensive profile um, because they have melter cutters in the front, which are essentially... It's a three-shot Melta gun, but only half the range. So six-inch long, three-inch for happy Melta. And they also get um, two combi bolters, which they can upgrade to Volkites or Heavy Flamers. Um, the fact that you can't intercept the guys that are inside the vehicles, I feel is one of the strong yeah. points of this right of war, because it gets you on the table. Because as a vehicle, it's front 12, side 12, rear 10. So as long as you're facing correctly, there's a lot of weapons that just aren't really hurting you. Yup. And then after you deep strike with your flanks protected, guess what you get to do? You get to move. 
So you could turn to face the direction yeah. you want to do damage in afterwards. Um, being able to move afterwards is so great. You just get to be the Underminer from the Incredibles, and it's it's incredible. Um, this special rule is something you get for your drills, even if you aren't doing the um, the Rite of War. So Breacher Squads and Mortalis Destroyers can take drills as standard. By the way, no. It has subterranean assault, but it's not an assault vehicle. Weird. Okay. That's a shame. Um, it's it's also about drop pods and modeling for a little bit. I'll make a quick mention. There are lots of third-party underground drill assault vehicle options on the market. To get the footprint of the vehicle approximately right, use an Imperial Night Base. It's pretty close to the, the outline of the actual Forge roll tank. Really? No. Yep. It, no, it's that thing is way not... too big. Hold on. No. No, no. It's no. about half an inch longer. And yeah, that's only because it gets at... pointy at the ends of the oval. It's significantly bigger than the 120 okay. oval. It's actually the Imperial Knight yeah. base. Yeah, that's yeah, if you look at its pictures on Forge oh, World, you okay. can see it next to some Mechanothralls. The Ursarax, yeah. I, those, those are Ursarax, those guys? Those yeah, the, the guys with the claws guns. are the Ursarax. Which? Technothralls, oh, yes. Yeah, so oh, technothralls. yeah, those Technothralls like are, are the... four uh... or five of them long. Yeah, it's not It's not nearly as big. It looks big when they put it separate, because you can't tell the size. But when they put it next to models, it's yeah. not as, It's not nearly as huge as you look. They show you the base. It's probably like three of his bases wide. You know what? It's, it's, it's you bigger know, than you think. Because it reminds me of like the, the Ordinatus, uh, the Olinator. Or Oliter. So I think it's that big, you know what I mean? Because that thing is massive. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. The, the, the termite is about the size of an Imperial Knight base, and then it's about, I want to say, two inches tall. See, then the Oliter's not that big either, because I can see the models on there. Oh, that's okay. It's huh. tall more than it is. But it's tall, I'll give you that, yeah. but. Oh, okay, neat. So the, re- the, neat. the downside to this one is the you also n- have to I'm... own this model or a proxy of this model because yes and a lot of it because unless they're bulky so if you want to take some terminators or guys in jump packs or anything like that then they don't have to but if you're not bulky you got to go in um it's the kind of thing where again you probably wouldn't run this for like a assault drill like why but if you wanted to run say two or or some small amount of them you could get by as long as you have the way to build your army correctly for it. Um, yeah, because anyone else who's not in one, um, may, yeah, they can't go into reserves. They start on the board, but they also get stubborn until the drills show up. So, not as it's restrictive if you want to run non-bulky infantry. So, another thing mm-hmm. um, to be careful with is that 12 inch range is a lot yes. smaller than the drop pod is all 24 inch range. So we end up very tightly grouped together. So I would advocate not going every single unit in a drill because you'll eventually yeah. just run out of space to put them because they're just that big of a model. It, this one feels like it oh. would be good with say two to three. You can take some of the units you want. And uh, the, the only sort of thing I would say with this though is for what you want to put in the drill, you want to put a unit that's going to be good coming out of the drill, which is not your tax squads, but you you absolutely need troops. 
which to me, it makes it feel like you're probably taking assault squads because you need someone to be bulky. Because the last thing you want is for three drills to have to have two of them filled with like task. I mean, if you're taking, um, you know, dis uh, what is it, despoilers or whatever, something else, that's good. But they're not assaults. You're also not necessarily, assault you're not assaulting out of them. So this is really good yes. with um, Legion support squads because it gets them delivered. Um, veteran, oh, veteran squads can also yep. take it stock. So veterans, breachers, and mortalis yes. destroyers can all take it stock um, outside the right of war. And those are the units that most benefit from it. And then there's some legion specifics that absolutely love the um, pyroclasts come to mind. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Was... If we're talking about specific legions, pyroclasts, 100%. Um, Basically, fact... it's units that have a good, strong shooting punch but at a short range. Those are the ones that most capitalize on the drills. Because you get the deep strike, and then you get to drive four inches, and then you get to walk out the door yeah. seven more yeah, inches. Yeah, I, I would say the one thing you have to be careful of is, is what troop do you want to take? Death Guard could pull it off with uh, Tactical yes. Marines too, since it counted stationary. Yeah, they would be good literally any unit popping up. You could tell me now i got to go get these for when I build up more Death Guard. Now i got to go get some of these things. That actually, yes. yeah, I could make them look real ugly. Um, there, there's, there's, there's a lot of options. Yeah. There's a lot of options for models. If there's a, if you want to change up the style, like um, Mantic Games has some for their Veermen okay. line, and they actually have an extender you could buy to make it longer, not the short little <laughs> dumpy thing it is stock. And then the ones that I'm using for my models are, um, they're like drop pod proxies from like 2010. I'm trying to remember the company name. I just bought them to okay. um, Ramshackle Games. They make some underground like drill assault things too. And then there's some models for drop zone commander. Um, but I don't think the they scale works. Too I think small. they're just way too small. Yeah, even, their too, even their massive one is too small, I think. Yes, and I was very I sad because I love the design on that model. If I get that thing like at Although, double the size, it quick is aside, perfect. I, I want to hear Dan's reaction to this. Dan, have you seen the new Shaltari model? Okay, good. I hate I it. Did. I did. All right. It. Very quick aside. That was fine. I, it is I, dumb. No, I didn't know. Did you not I was know hoping I was you had that? seen it. It's so dumb. The UCM one. UCM amazing looks great. PHR looks amazing. Um, it's, the it's fine. one it is fits the okay. It looks kind of squiggy like. Yeah, it's fine. Shaltari looks so dumb, so dumb. Yes, it does. It looks like and a totem. It's, it's gonna. It's got it's a thirty totem. different points okay. in which it can yeah. snap and break on you. Um, oh, I hate it so much. All right, let's <laughs> uh, let's move on to okay. armored spirit. So as we move to the last three here. Um, Brethren of Iron, obviously that's going to make sense when we get to it for Dan to do, because it's all about stuff out of your brand new, in your hands, mechanical, well, okay, on your tablet mechanicum book. Um, Steve, do you care which of the other two that you do? I mean, I'll do Fury. Okay. Since I that's, just do that's what I figured, but I wanted to give you the option in case you wanted to avoid it for some reason. All right, I will take Armored Spearhead then. Um, Armored Spirit is exactly as it sounds. You're taking a bunch of vehicles. So we'll start with limitations for this. So all units in this attachment, and this is one of the ones, the same way as Fury, it's going to 
allow you to break the standard rule of what lets you take a right of war in a very specific way. But for the limitations, all units in this detachment that use this right of war with the infantry type must begin the battle embarked upon a model that is a transport. Any infantry models in the detachment using this right of war, both deployed on the battlefield and in reserves, that are not embarked upon a model with a transport at the beginning of controlling player's first turn must be removed as casualties. You have to be in a vehicle. If you are infantry, no matter where you are, if you are not in a vehicle, you die. Um, you can't take fortifications. Dan is going to get, spoiler Dan's going to talk about the only one where you're allowed fortifications. Um, a detachment uses yep. right of war may not include any model that has a move characteristic of a zero or dash. So that would be what? Drop pods? And, um, and, uh, uh the, yes. like sentry guns. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do, do the, do the, oh, Steve, your batteries? And I can't remember their damn names. No, they have, they um, have movement. They have a movement characteristic. Yes. Do they move? Yeah. Okay. Oh, they move. okay All right. So for the effects for what you get for this, all units in the detachment that use this right of war eligible to take a rhino transport as a dedicated transport can instead or may instead select a Legion Randlater Proteus as a dedicated transport if they number 10 models or less. So here they specifically call it out. I'm curious on the other one. It is worded that you can't, but the wording here makes it feel pretty good that you should be able to. Um, For the other ones where he said like, oh, up to 10 can take a Rhino. Can you take the Storm Eagle? Yeah, if you're 12, guys, take a Storm Eagle. Have fun. Um, le uh, Tell them, you know, you know, I don't know, F-list uh, people online told you you could. Um, Legion Predator squadrons in the attachment that use this right of war may be selected as troops. So Predators can be your troops. Sakaran squadrons can be your leech choice. And in, yep, in a detachment using yeah. this right of war, a single Legion Sakaran squadron or single Legion Predator squadron, that is only a single model. So they say squadron because that is the unit entry name but you're only taking one, must be selected as an HQ choice. It gains the Master of the Legion special rule. Remember, Master of the Legion is what you lets you take rights of war, so that's how you're allowed to do this. And must, select, must be selected as the Army's Warlord and must use the Master of Armor Warlord trait, which is written below. In this case, the model must be selected as the Warlord despite having the vehicle unit type and regardless of any other rules that would require another model to be selected as a warlord. Note this means that some units and characters cannot be selected as part of this army, such as Primarch. So if you're taking Armored Spearhead, what whichever vehicle it is, whether it's a Predator or Sakaran, it has to be your warlord. So if anyone else says they have to, you're not allowed to have them. Um, we'll get to the warlord trait in one second. So to take this, I don't have to have a Praetor, yes? Yes. So this is no, this and Fury one. of the Ancients as the ones where you get it unlocked by attempting to take it itself. And you could theoretically have an army of nothing but vehicles. So for your warlord trait. Huh? Ah, huh? oh, the Sakaran Omega. I do. I said I the Sakaran Omega. Uh, I want someone to bring Not that a to problem me. Problem for you there, Dan. What Sakaran happened? Omega is its own yes. squadron and it's its own unit. You could only have the basic battle cannon Sakaran as the elites or the no. You can't their take name the nope. nope. That's still yes, that's because... still heavy support. Yeah. Le I just want to make that clear. 
When it says oh, a Legion no. Sikorin tank squadron, that means the the the, the tank squadron yep. that is the auto cannon tank. You know why I'm getting confused? Because um, they change like you know because like in the Mechanicum book, there used to be the Thanatar Calyx and the Thanatar Canis, right? Now it's just Thanatar Canis, and you can upgrade it to the Thanatar Calyx. But the original name is that. So I thought it was you take a Sakarin no. and you can upgrade no, it to the Omega. Fits, I didn't know if it was this a, fits very a, much a what we were saying before <sighs> for the right of war that you were discussing. Um, sorry, in Pride of the Legion, where it's when it says Cataphracti Squad, that is an that is a particular elite choice. When you say a guy in armor, that's a different thing. If you look in the book, it's Legion Sakarin Squadron is what it says. That is one choice. Different things are Legion Sakarin Arcus or Legion Sakaris Omega and all. It doesn't say those. So yeah, it's just your normal Sakarin. However, you still can take those other ones as normal heavy because now your heavy slots are open. So you could fill a bunch of predators, have a Sakarin leading them technically, and have your heavy support be your special um Sakarins. Does the Predator have a plasma version on the top? Yes, it does. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a, it's a it's a yes. large blast. Because the predator, it's right, one back to predator squadron. Then. It's only one entry, and there it says it can exchange its predator cannon for one of the following, and it's a huge variety of weapons. So, predators are essentially one unit, where Sakarins are all essentially separate units from the book. Yes, very very big, big change from last edition. The predators, the predators can have any top turret. Last edition, yeah. they could. Only there's have one the predator game. entry. There are six types of Sakaran entries. That alone tells you. Um, warlord trait, master of the armor. A warlord with this warlord trait gains the master of the legion special rule. So you are allowed to take all this, and gets a five of invul and increases blitz skill by plus one, but may never select the command squad or any other unit that um, uses the retinue rule. You can't have a bunch of guys in armor standing around this tank to protect it. You're not allowed to take them. Yeah. Oh, this can't um, be a command squad. Yeah. I'm just trying, I'm just picturing like uh, uh, the Deathwing Companions. Like, yeah, I could totally intercept that last cannon. You're going to die from tank. it, but you can. Totally. I mean, your corpse stopped it. I, I would have loved it if it let you do that, but you had to take like, I don't know, rhinos. Like, you're protecting him <laughs> with it, because that's essentially what it is. Your big thing is protected by the next thing down. So your your Sakaran is protected by like a squad of two rhinos hanging out with him. Um, I am in no way positioned currently to run this. For what is out in plastic, you kind of can't. I, in reality, wait, it's true. 40K. Well, I'm talking about for, wait, for things no, that are out pure thirty k. Also, you just yeah. have to be riding in vehicles. Yeah. So I mean, you could run this and then just automatically kill all yes. your tactical marines off the gate out the gate if you don't have rhinos for them to ride it well i was gonna say didn't no. the no, it's not. predator get released i want to say no nope. okay. it's a character okay. we're still waiting okay. on the predator and two of the heavy weapon kits from that initial yeah. preview of what's coming in horse heresy way that's way true actually yeah uh, if you're an infantry you can be embarked on on a transport so you're okay there i i, I would say you you could run it with what's out there now. And again, yeah, there's 40k has some predators. Run some 40k predators. Who cares while the other ones are not out yet? They're they're it's all fine. Um, 
but in terms of what they've specifically put out for 30k it would be kind of tough in my mind to run it for exactly what you want although you could put those guys in some rhinos that wouldn't that, that would be fine and you do now have the Sakaran kit and if you happen to have some predators you can run a very cool army or in the future or if you happen to have a collection already because some people absolutely do of course you could finally you could run your army there's two ways to run armies without infantry this is a base not counting some of the legion stuff here's one of them you know and you actually you could actually even take they said for those guys that can take a dedicated rhino they could take proteus um land raider proteus carriers instead so you could have just a wall of steel facing your opponent how was it? i've played against this before with my uh, custodies it was fit well okay so custodies back in 1.0 custodies mm -hmm. really, really didn't have anti-armor their version of anti-armor was either taking the Ares, mm -hmm. which is the thing that got released for aeronautica which has that big magna okay. bullshit las canning um but also they have like their tele the telemon kind of took anti-tank but essentially it was actually a fun game because he needed to get on the point and i had fists that were strength 10 they were punching rail guns essentially uh, so it was a fun back and forth, actually, because my custodians were dying to essentially heavy weapons, which could penetrate their armor. But then when he would drive onto the objective, you know, my Aqualons would pop out of the wall and yeah. just punch it. You know, it was just it was this fun. This seems I like think a, it was lot a tie of game too. Um, if you're playing objectives and you aren't bringing line units, because technically in this you don't have to, you can make your predators troops, but they're not line, so they can't score. But if you have a bunch of predators and I slaughter all your line units with my cannons, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'd be good or something like that, but I think it would be a lot of fun. And as more vehicle comes out, this, because you're allowed to take this one as an ally detachment. There's nothing that says you can't, as long as your game is big enough, of course. Uh, or the, before, and yeah. Oh, does it say you, you can't take be an ally, but this oh, cannot yep, be. Sorry. Yep, it's the very last one. Yep, can only be selected as Because it has to have your warlord. I was like, that would actually be kind of fun. You should point out for people who are like, I know, I think I always do that. That all feeling hurts so much. I will point out for people who are like, oh my god, how do I beat this much armor? Always remember, prac grenades hit you know, rear you charge armor. a vehicle because this actually happened to me two weeks ago because uh, the Myrmidon axes are Sunder Strength Seven, and I'm like, why the fuck are they Strength Seven Sunder? That makes what the, they can't do anything. And then I had my friend Sean be like, Dan, remember. You attack rear armor when you charge a vehicle. So a predator on the booty is ten. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know predators. Yeah, it should be ten. Is it eleven? It's it 10? ten. It's ten. Oh Jesus! Yeah, no, it's ten. So and don't forget, all your tactical marines have crack grenades, which are strength six and yep. automatically hit, and they automatically hit rear armor. So just roll ten dice, and oh wow, look at that! I rolled at least. Three fours, predator yeah, hit. exactly. So realize that it's shooting might not easy do anything. Yeah, shooting might not do anything, but if you charge a tank, unless it's like a land raider or something, um, or what was it, a Kratos? Yeah, I I figured out on Friday when Dave took it that a Kratos it, a was fourteen all a, around, it's a and I was like, oh, land raider with a different gun a, on top. That's a thick. Yeah, that's a thick boy with three C's. Um, but no, no, it was a lot of fun. Like, so yeah, unless you're going against a Kratos or a Land Raider, then bring anti-tank. But I think what's the, actually, so hold on. Yes. Besides Kratos or Land Raider, since we're on this, and this is actually, 
besides a Kratos and Land Raider variant, what is the next he- heaviest thing underneath that? Yeah. It's a um, Sakari, Legion right? Typhons. Legion and Typhons are lighter. Are they, are they 14 all yeah, around, 14, though? They're 13, 13 rear armor. Okay, so that would be the highest neck, or high, the, the, the next lowest. Because Sakarans, I think, are 11 Cerberus on the back. Cerberus are 14, 14, 13 yes. as well. Sakarans okay. are um, 12 on the back. Yeah, I'm flipping through the Sakarans right now. Yeah, they're oh, really? 13 oh, front, damn. side, and back nice. 12. Okay, okay. Um, and then drop out to 12 all around. Because, you know, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, so basically the unhurtables for your tacticals are Typhon and up. Or Cerebrus and up. Yep. Okay, that's not bad. I mean, you're not going to... This list is not going to spam like, Spartan or Kratos land rate. It might, but... Well, well Dan, I think you're forgetting. I think we're all forgetting. Any yes. unit could have a Rhino could instead of a land raider. Oh, my God. Yeah, as long as they that, could take the it first as dedicated, point of yes, what you they That's true, that's true. And I did... And I did watch a very cool Blood Angels army run this right of war. It was three despoiler squads in Land Raiders that had the triple Laz Cannon set up, because of course. Um, and then three ball predators just filling in the points. This was for 1500. And it was actually one of the top performing loyalist armies at this event. I think, yeah, I, was I think it's just so. because loyalists, you know, they're doomed to fail because they're loyalists and it's what they deserve. But uh, aside from that, like, yeah, no, like, it works. Um, you probably still want some infantry in your army just to cap objectives in the late game. Um, I think that the Land Raider is a really big boon because then you have units such as the Spoilers loaded up inside of them, run up the board, hop out, assault. Normally it's hop out, yeah. wait a turn. And if you're taking assault. a lot more of the vehicles, if yeah. you're filling this thing with Predators and Karens and all, you're overall, I mean, you know, they're a little bit more costly than maybe your base, some of your troop units and all. Although predators aren't really that much, but you're probably not running individual predators. You're probably taking actual squadrons. So I think it's really cool. This is one of the ones where, again, I I can't run it. I don't have the sort of, of tanks. But when I get to the point, yeah, I'd absolutely try. And, okay, it can't be, can't, it has to be your primary. So you have to fill that out a little bit. But there's nothing that doesn't say. This one doesn't disallow an ally so if you do want to have more people on foot you could put them in the ally instead if you just want to put a couple you know put two predator tank troops as sakarin hq and maybe a a little bit of something else if you want there i don't know it's cool this one i like a lot i don't know how well it would do i don't know if i'll ever see it but i like it all right dan you are up for brethren of iron all right. Of course. And now that I have the book in front of me. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is the Brethren of Iron. So let me talk about the limitations, of course, as always is first. A detachment using this right of war may not have more units that include one or more models with the automata unit type than total number of units it includes that do not include any models with the automata unit type. So... <laughs> I read this and my brain farted, by the way, and I read it again. I was hoping that if I read it again live, like it would, it would come to me. Dave, does this mean you can't have less automata on the field than more? Aut- you, can you can you dumb five this one for me? You were I, I had the biggest brain start fart. Saying <laughs> it um, backwards, your number of units yeah. that are automata cannot be the same or outnumber or sorry, cannot outnumber the units that are not automata. Because notice it says 
cannot be more than. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. So you're allowed yeah. to be equal, but okay. they can't have more. I, I, I read this stuff. Like, what the fuck? Okay, okay. We're good. We're yeah. good. I was in the right realm of, uh, I was in the reality. So, at least one model with a Cortex controller must be included in the detachment for every three models with the automata unit type in the detachment. And that's what I'm going to ask for Steve. Steve, I believe the only Cortex controller in the Legion book is the um, oh, I think the Forge a... Lord. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think there's actually. And I think Tech Marines, Marines have the option. Do tech... Okay. I, I, think I will check while you guys it. talk about it. Yeah, check to see if Tech Marine has it because I'm not. And a few of the console types. Okay. And it's for three models, by the way. So not units, models. Uh, no model or unit in the detachment may be given the Paragon of Metal Special Rule, which I'll talk about in a second, uh, because that's actually kind of hurtful as limitation. I'll talk about why in a second. A model with the Forge Lord Legion Consularis upgrade must be taken as a compulsory HQ choice. Um, um, he does not need to be the Warlord, though. Um, of course, this will preclude certain other characters from being included in the detachment. That means in most cases that both Legion Praetor and Legion Forge Lord must be taken. So, before I get to the effects, I want to talk about the Paragon of Metal. And also, I want to refresh people's brains on what an um, automata does, because it, it runs through protocols, essentially. So, first of all, let's talk about protocols. Remember that uh, when you have an automata or cybernetic unit, it has a protocol that it must do. You can move it in any direction during your phase, right? Moves wherever, but it almost, it will, oh my God, pardon me. It almost must always shoot the closest target with all of its weapons or all of its usable weapons. But I believe, so I say all of its usable weapons, but I'm, at this point, every automata can fire all of its weapons with no penalty. So I don't know why that is, but so you can fire, you have to fire at the closest target. And if within range, so 12 inches, you must charge at a, at a valid, the valid closest target. This gets turned off, or, or you can ignore your protocols, when you have someone with a Cortex controller within 12 inches of the automata unit. All right, so a Cortex controller can basically stop the automata from shooting and charging the closest unit. But again, it can move anywhere, so you could kind of... Still screw around. Like, you can be like, move closer to a tank if you want so, to shoot the tank, but it, so very quickly, it can limit you. For things that have Cortex controllers, the Pravian comes with one. Yes. And the Forge Lord may take one for 15 points. Okay. Okay. Additionally, the right of war. Yeah. So that, Marine yeah, the Tech Marines, because of this, will allow you to have it. Perfect. Yeah. I didn't talk about. Yep. Let me see. Okay. Good, good, good. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I wanted to go. So now let's talk about the Paragon of Metal because this is. This does hurt that you can't do this. So what? Then don't Paragon mention of... it. Don't make oh. them. Don't make them sad. Well, say, gonna, no, you, they, you can't have it. What, how bad the limitation can be. So I did talk about the automata and what you can do. What Paragon of Metal does basically is not only turn off the protocols, but it also gives you precision strikes for up, precision shots for up. It will not die for up. Rampage two. You get your wounds and weapon skill increased by one. Um. And it was kind of used to kind of stop. It basically jump starts one of your automatas um, or automatas, but you can't do it. So that I'll talk about that as I want to mention it because when we get to the effects, I want to make sure people understand that that's a heavy limitation. So the effects. First of all, your Castellox battle automata maniples. What is the star? Oh, mechanic book. Uh, <laughs> yeah, may be taken as non-compulsory troop choices, and Vorax battle automata maniples may be taken as non-compulsory fast attack choices, 
and Donatar battle autom uh, automata maniples. Oh, and those are sexy. Maybe taking his non-compulsory elite choices in detachment using this right of war. In addition, and this is where it hurts with the Paragon of Metal, a single Thanatar Siege Automata Maniple of no more than one model uh, may be taken as a non-compulsory heavy support choice using this Rite of War. So basically, you get your choices of Castellax, Vorax, Domitars, and Thanatars, which ironically I think is every single fucking... Oh no, it, it, it's ignoring the, um, the flying one. Let me see, hold on, I'm trying to think, run through robots real quick. Yeah, that's everyone except the flying drone. Technically, yeah. I think that Silax are now classes automata. No, they're not. Stop that. Oh, now I gotta look. Oh, yeah. th th I have the troop selections open. Give me a second. I don't even have the book, and I think I know this. No, but they, they didn't used to be automata, did they? I never they read them. Guardian I... automata instead of battle automata. Oh, yeah. I still but have... I think they're technical automata <laughs> subtypes. You yet to find someone who runs those. <laughs> you, when you find someone I who love runs the those, models, but they're so spinning. You, you find someone who runs those and. Um, so let's, I'll give you like a quick rundown because we didn't really talk about um, well, just another thing to note oh, real fast, which is a big thing that you might not immediately pick up on because you're forced to use a forge Lord as your compulsory HQ choice. You mm -hmm. also are going to end up with Thalax in the elite slot Ooh, so because the forge oh. Lord unlocks Thalax. Nice. And okay. the Thalax will get the Legion Asardi special rule. Stupid question. Is that they yeah. can keep line then, right? I do believe. Yes. Another elite? Okay. So they I will mention lose. them because that's actually pretty damn that's okay. Now we're entering levels of spice that I'm liking. So oh sorry, before I go into what each Two, one does. On. Two more things. <laughs> the battle automata from that list no. do not gain Legion special rules. They just go into your detachment. No, but the Thalax will. Thalax will, and if you take a Legion Pravian, yeah. those automata will. Okay. So you oh, can end up with a weird that. mix of both yeah, Legion and non-Legion. I bullshit. should also point out that tech, tech Marines can also get Cortex controllers at 20 points. So let's really quick, just I'm going to run down real quick the different automatas. Uh, I know we haven't done a um, Mechanicum review yet. Um I like the book. I know some people are doom and gloom. I, I if they're doom and gloom, I would think but, they're doom um, and gloom the other way. Like, there's way too Domitars, much. We don't know what to do against it. No, there's, there's literally there's the doom and gloom. Like, everything sucks. And it's so little TLDR. I'm going to literally give this a 30 second TLDR. I think people um, are coming into Mechanicum with a 1.0 mindset, expecting their Castellax to be monstrous creatures, AP2, and still. It, the Mechanicums have, the, their units have changed. Everything now does something different. They're still amazing units but they're not the same type of role. And people are coming into this with, well, now I can't do this anymore. It sucks. And kind of ignoring the fact that now you do something else, but better. It, anyway, that's my two cents. Domitars, 145 points. Um, I'll give you right now, most, uh, most automata are going to be strength and toughness seven, or sorry, strength uh, seven, toughness six. The Domitar is toughness seven. It's got an extra wound. It's five wounds, weapon skill four, um, three attacks. The big thing with the automata, it's 145 points. It is... A very hefty unit. Um, the big thing with the autom this automata, the reason it's really good, it has two fists, which, let me just check something, with two graviton and gains an additional attack, is not included. I apologize. So it's actually got four attacks, because it's got two fists. It has um, four attacks at strength 10 AP1, uh, concussive something, concussive two or something, but you can also shoot these as haywire templates, meaning if there's a contemptor that dares to try to charge your Domitar model, it will be hit with 2d3. Oh, no, wait. It can't react. Never mind. Ignore me. 
Mm. Agony. That sucks. Oh, yeah, because you can't take a cyber... You can't override its command with cyberthergy. Oh, that hurts. Um, But it does have two haywire templates, which is still nice. Um... Oh, sorry. All these guys, except for the Thalax, have a um, five-up invulnerable save. Cannot be instant-killed. They get they get the uh, automatic deflectors and, and that, uh, um, uh, contemptors get. Yes. So that's your Domitar. It's basically two heavy fists that are strength 10. Um, I'll skip Thalax. I'll come back to them. Uh, Castalax. These are your basic kind of big boys. Again, strength 7, toughness 6, four wounds. Um... Uh, they are weapon skill 3. Everything else after this is going to be weapon skill 3. I think Vorax is weapon skill 4. But just realize they're weapon skill 3. Um, the big thing with these guys is that they're armed. Oh, hold on. The additional attack is not included in the profile. For fuck's sake. So they're 3 attacks. Um, these guys have uh, shock chargers with bolters in them. So essentially these are AP3 attacks. That's literally it. That, that's, they don't have concussive. They don't have anything. Um, they're just AP3 melee attacks. Um, and they have a Mauler Bolt Cannon stock, which is a four-shot strength six AP4 pinning gun. However, you can change that gun for a multi-melta, which is cool. But in my opinion, the spicier version is the Darkfire Cannon, which is a two-shot strength seven AP2, gets hot, blind, and lance gun. So anything that's armor 14 now counts as armor 12 when you're shooting with this. You can also add in flamers. You can, oh, you can give it a maximum bolter? Huh. That's Yeah, that's new. That's, that's new. Huh. That's kind of cool. Um, that's actually an interesting choice then, because that's all of a sudden, yeah. Anyway, um, and then you get you can also replace the fist with two power blades, which makes the melee AP four, but it makes it breach five. So you trade the AP three, but you have the possibility of hurting terminators. Um, so yeah, they're they're very much a fire support unit. Um, very good at doing that. Uh, Vorax. Vorax are the really cool people. Either love them or hate their look. Um, yeah, I don't know they why are I like amazing. I love the way and they look. Anyone who thinks otherwise is tasteless and tactless. So these guys are, again, strength six, toughness five, so they're a little weaker. They are weapon skill four. Very interesting. Um, they're three attacks. Hold on. The additional attack is not included. They're four attacks. I gotta read that stupid thing every time, because I don't know if it's included or not. They are light. They they do come with scout um, and fleet too. So they are very very fast. They're armed with two uh, inbuilt rotor cannons. So they do DACA. They have a lightning gun. I'll talk about the lightning gun when we get to Thalax in a second. They now come with automatic deflectors. This used to be a big thing with them. Um, they have a three up armor save, which is better than their four up from last edition. And now they have a five up invulnerable and can't be insta killed, which is amazing. Um. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's kind of them. They're very quick, very fast. Their power, the power blades, remember, are AP4, Breach 5. Um, and then last but not least, the spiciest of all, next to Thalax. I know, I know Steve loves this Thalax, but I want to talk about the Thanatar, because the Thanatar is sexy. Thanatar is strength 8, toughness 8, 7 wounds. Um, this thing is a, is a monster. It's, it's beefy. It's also, um, got a two, yeah, it's got a two-up save. It's a Leviathan. Now, what it's armed with, melee-wise, is two shock charges. Who gives a shit? Don't put this in melee, please. Um, it's got a twin-linked Mauler Bolt Cannon, so four shots, strength six. You know, it doesn't really matter. Now, there are two versions of this. You can take the Plasma Mortar, which is a strength eight, AP four, breach four, pinning, ignores cover weapon, large blast. That Give me can a second. Fuck. I'm going to go vomit. Oh, wait, wait, wait. 
that can double fire for can D3. For D can now if you take D3 wounds, which is that built into the unit like, no, no, or no. is that a cybernetica thing? No, no, that's just the weapon rule. It's got reactor overload. Oh, Meaning if you shit. take D3 wounds, you could just double fire it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Tech Marines and I love what, what are the other Legion leader called? What's he called? The Forge Lord. Do they have machinators array or no? Yeah. The Forge Lord is a machinator array, the Tech Marine is Servo War. So you can repair this thing on a three up. Nice. So if you stick the Forge Lord with the Thanatar and it does D3 wounds to itself, on a three up, you can repair one of those wounds instead of shooting. Yes. Uh, not the Thanatar shooting, instead of your Forge Lord shooting. So, little side kind of fun. You could also take a Heavy Laz, which is a strength, uh, strength 10 AP1, three shots, um, armor bane, ranged, and I think it's got um, Shock Pulse 6 plus, which. Eh. Essentially, it's a three-shot strength 10 AP1 gun um, with armor bane. Um, the reason I cry that you can't take Paragon of Metal is because then you can give him a precision shot four-up and then start picking people. This is going to be kind of my game plan. Picking out apothecaries and like people I don't like from squads with the Laz Cannon. So it's just kind of a cool little thing Mechanicum would do. And then last but not least, Thalax, again, going very quickly. Um, these are Strength 4, Toughness 5, 3 Wounds, 4 Up Save, 5 Up Feel No Pain. Um, they have a Lightning Gun. I'll explain the Lightning Gun. It's a 18-inch it's a Strength Set. Okay, it could be two. It could shoot two versions. It could be three shots at Strength 4. Whatever, who cares? Or it could be one shot at Strength 7, Rend 4, and Shred, which is a pretty damn nice profile. Especially if you have like six of them in a squad or nine of them in a squad. That's like nine shots in on threes, rending on four with shred. That, that's sexy. It's AP, doesn't matter unless you rend. Um, you can give them some really cool upgrades. Um, personal favorites are the phased plasma fusel, which is a strength, three shots, strength six, AP three, breach, four up gun. Or the photon thruster, which is the dark fire lance, only strength six. Or you can give them chain bennets, you can give the whole unit melt bombs but, and I think Steve loves this the most, he's like salivating here, they come with something known as the incuna, uh, incuna oh my god, incunabulin jetpack. <laughs> I was waiting for you just to stop trying. They come with a jetpack. <laughs> um, that is <laughs> fucking Christ. Sure. Incunabulin. It's, I swear it's incunabulin. Um, and essentially what happens is, um, it makes it, you can use the jetpack to move 12. They move seven normal. You can use, but what this also lets them do is that they, after shooting, they can move six inches so they can sh come out of cover, shoot, and then jump away out of line of sight. So they can't be shot. Um, and no I, hold on. Wait. And then on top of that, if this wasn't spicy enough, uh, they can also um, you add this movement to their reactions as well. That's how well. jetpacks work. Because why not? Well, yes, but it's just, no, you know, maybe there's a downside. Nope, no downside. They don't need one. What was your question, Steve? Is that before or after your target does reactions? We're going to ask that, and I'm pulling up the I literally have the rule up right now. So, um... In addition to the bone, uh, yes. In addition to the bonus to move during the movement phase, a unit composed entirely of models with the uh, jetpacks may make an additional move of six inches during the shooting phase. This move must be taken after the unit has completed any shooting attacks. 
and is not limited by the weapons fired by that unit during the shooting phase and ignores terrain in the same so manner as moves made shoot first. Uh, in the movement phase. Yes, it would be after reaction because so your reaction happens reactions? before the shooting attack is done. Yeah, you'll be able to react. Yeah, yeah, you, yes. Yeah, because the shooting, yeah. yeah, the shooting action, yes. okay. the shooting action is done so while you can't can't be that casualties easy. and everything. You react before your casualties ever move, so you're still in the middle of the shot. Yes. Still spicy. I like these guys a lot because they're line and elites. So you could squeeze extra scoring units into your list. They, they're um, not bad. They're good. You're, yeah, yeah no, you're allowed to actually like not, not bad. Points. They're good. Yeah, they're they're three... for no, 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 no. But like for 125 points, you're looking at a unit that is toughness five, three wounds each, four up save, which does kind of suck. But they have a five up feel no pain. Um, do not put them in melee. <laughs> as as is the normal. You, so the big reason, by the way, everything used to be weapon skill three back in the day anyway, in 1.0. The weapon skill chart change from 1.0 to 2.0 is what makes me say don't put them in melee. They're still weapon skill three, but now you hit on fives instead of fours, like back in the day. Um But yeah, no, they're and they're stubborn. Um Oh sorry, they're feel no pain six up, not five up. I kept saying five up over and over. Oh man, no, oh no, people, people are gonna be yelling at the yeah, the um, oh, no. the Everyone has always been very nice about things. <laughs> they just write all Oh, before I forget, shit! Before I forget, Thalax also has one more special rule that is extremely spicy. Because people are like, okay, but you know, you shoot at someone in cover, they get a cover save. So maybe their Ren sucks, or you shoot their three-shot, you know, plasma that AP three, they're still going to get cover saves. Um. No, because they have date gin sight and any cover saves you receive are at minus two. Which means ruins are at a seven up. You need Which to means you get no ruins. Skirmish save. to get a six up when in a ruin. Yep. Now, do you still get to take um shrouded rolls? No. Shrouded is a mitigation. Is shrouded a cover oh, no. No, but a lot of things that fuck with uh, let me check. But me things check. that ignore oh. cover ignore shrouded so give i don't know if there was any clause gym. about the shrouded so give me i have gin side open when making mm -hmm. shoot attacks gin side reduces the benefits of any cover save the target has by minus two uh, additionally oh additionally infiltrators may not be set up within 24 inches of this unit so I, regardless I of line of that, sight so it doesn't yeah, mention you would still have your shrouded off of that okay so then they were the cover it doesn't ignore the cover where shrouded yeah. goes away if you are ignoring cover yeah very important distinction. Good to it's, know. It's Good not. Although, your shroud is five up. So, no, it, no, it's shroud is not a cover. Not save. even that. It's, oh, it's not, not a cover a save. save. God, it's, it's a okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yep. Got it. But, you know, and also infiltrators can't be set up within twenty-four, which is also that's also very nice. Oh yeah. Now there's Regardless some infantry, right? Sorry. They are, in, they are infantry with subtypes, right? You talking about the Thalax? Yes. Uh, the Thalex are infantry with line. Okay. So you couldn't sneak them into, say, a um, the Armored Spearhead. And again, they're not they're not expensive. They're 125 points. No, no, I mean, like, list and, writing wise you couldn't oh, get them yeah. into that yeah. list because they're restricted being infantry. Um, 125 points and 37 points per model. And remember, you could take, you can give, um, the entire unit may take Melt-A-Bombs, five points each per model, though. This is not like the unit takes it. Uh, and they can take chain bayonets. I mean, if, listen, if you're getting into melee, you might as well give them chain bayonets. Yeah, I got, no, don't, he didn't. Please, that's I don't okay. think you're hurting no, me on the question, but that's fine. 
Oh, I, I, I was just. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fun yeah. ride of war. If you kind of want to start a Neko army, but you aren't ready to go yeah. all if, in. If you're building up, this, this is a good way yeah. to be able to play your games while you build up until you're at the point where you can do a full mechanicum. And maybe they might release like they used to have a mechanicum, uh, not a starter set, but like a mechanicum battle force that actually saved you money. I know, shocking. Um, I so dream maybe, is a schism mm-hmm. of Mars box set that releases. Oh my god! Could you imagine in plastic? I would buy that so fucking quick. Oh, the Lord. only thing is, every model will be three to four times the number of parts. If you look at the Contemptor dreadnoughts and the yeah. Leviathans versus the resin ones. The assembly got so much more involved. Even Thalax. Because the Thalax, each leg would end up being the main part of the leg, plus two armor pieces, plus the foot. So each leg goes from being one piece to four pieces. No, the legs would probably... The torso would become a minimum of three to five pieces. No, 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 no. no. So the legs would stay the same, because they're they're, they're not... The armor plates, there's undercuts. The, The undercuts, fuck it. It's oh, going man. to be five pieces, four to five pieces per leg. Oh, no, try And there's yeah. no way around it oh, other than being resin. Or, you know, GW investing in um, multi-part molds huh. with sliders and such. So anyway, I, that, that's never war, happening. Yeah. This ride of war, very much like Dave said, you're looking to start a Mechanicum. This is a great pool. Uh, dip your toe in to Mechanicum. If, you, if I had a recommendation of what you pick up first... It's between either the Domitar or the Thanatar, um, mostly because they're very simple to use. Domitars, you... <laughs> oh, sorry, I should have asked. Does the Forge Lord have um, uh, Patris Cybernetica on him or no? Sorry, I should have asked that before. Because no, then he can't even join the happen. unit, but he could be near it. No? Okay, okay. So he can't join the unit, but now you have like four Domitars at strength 10, you know. Right? Then you run them up the field and you punch it. Or you take a Domitar, um, keep your Forge Lord nearby so he doesn't keep shooting the closest target, and now you have like a double shot um, Strength 8, AP 4, Breach 4, Large Plastic, Norse Cover. You know what I mean? So far from what I know, anyone who thinks that Mechanicus is underpowered has not actually looked at the book at all yet. But we, we'll, we'll get to that in the future because this is a Mechanicum review. I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. But, but, um, you yes, can I do join. Future, but on, like, I don't understand. Um, the Forge Lord does yes. have Master of Automata, which does allow him to join them. Oh, so yeah, take a, take a Master of the Forge Lord, stick him with four Domitar, and you have yourself do not ever charge this unit. ignore this unit as much as humanly possible because to give you an idea that is let's say you take four of them fuck it whatever that is 16 strength 10 ap1 attacks with respect to where i would start i would come at it for you the other direction i would start with either castellax or vorax because you could take those outside of this right of war whereas the domitar and Thanatar can only be taken in the Rite of War. The Castlax and Vorax can both be taken um, either as um, the Rite of War or as an attachment to your Legion Previan. Yeah. Or Thalax. Or Thalax. Thalax, I think. Or Thalax with the Forge World, yes. Yeah. But you don't take the Rite of War for the Thalax. You just happen to also have access. You take the Rite of War for the Castlax and the Vorax. To be honest, anything you take honestly is, is pretty good it, mechanic. Give it Again, time, the points are going to go the other way. But people, we'll get to people that. People are going to complain. No, uh, let's, let's no, stop. 
Let's I go on. Speaking uh, of people complaining the other way, we got one last ride of war. Buckle up. We're going to take on the fury okay. of the well, You don't get to complain as the oh, guy no. running mechanical. Yeah. You just told us all the terrible <laughs> things you can do. For real. You don't get to complain. I watch you dissect an army in, what, two turns? Oh, three. three turns. Oh, three turns. My apologies. So, turn off the limitations because there's a lot of limitation bullet points here. Not that they are that bad. So, all compulsory troops must be Legion Contemptor Dreadnought Talents. So that means between two and six Contemptors as your two compulsory troops because Talents you take up to three. Um, no model can be a console um, unless they're a Forge Lord, Primus Medicae, or Mortificator. So no Delegatus or no um, Herald, things like that. Just Forge Lord, Primus Medicae, and Mortificator. Um, you could have only a single fast attack and a single heavy support, unless that unit is entirely Dreadnought unit types. So this is more flexible than the similar rule we got in prior to the Legion. Because here, you can still fill all your heavy support slots with Derrideos and Leviathans. Whereas in prior to the Legion, you could pick one heavy support among all the types. So a little bit more flexibility there. Um, you don't get any fortification choices. Oh no, heartbroken. You may not select a Lord of War. That That's fine. You have Dreadnoughts. Who needs Lords of War? We have Dreadnoughts. Um, you can only use this as the primary detachment, but you are still able to take an allied detachment if you so choose. And you cannot roll to seize the initiative. That's fine. If, if you go first, if you go second, it's all the same because you have so many wounds and so much toughness per model. Alright. What do you gain for these limitations? Contemptor Dreadnoughts may be taken as troops choices. Okay, okay. Compulsory troops in the those, line yes. subtype. Yep. So that means you have up to six scoring Dreadnought units. Yes. Six scoring Dreadnought models is nothing to laugh at. Additionally, a single Contemptor Dreadnought Talon of one Dreadnought, so a single Contemptor, must be selected as your compulsory HQ choice. And you must take the Venerable Ancient upgrade for an extra 30 points. Oh no, 30 point tax, what a shame. But what do you get for those 30 points? Oh, no, no, nothing no, nothing special, just Eternal Warrior and a 4-up invulnerable save. It has to be it has to be your warlord, tell you. Oh, and you become a character subtype. Yes. You get the character subtype, which means you can have a warlord trait. So if there's a warlord trait that you, th- you think she's like, wow. If only my dreadnought had that warlord trait, how cool that would be. And you can issue well, challenges. Guess what? Now you got it. Yes. Absolutely. It's disgusting what that single model can do for you. Because Eternal Warrior also means that instead of taking D3 on instant death, you just take one and you laugh. Um, You know, you take a Forged Lord attached to the list, give him a nice thick squad of Terminators to hang out in, follow the Dreadnought and repair him on two up to heal back wounds. It's pretty nice. If you're a Salamander, you can regrow wounds on a 6. Or if you're an Iron Hand, you reduce incoming strength by 1, making you immune to bolters. There's just a couple of ways to make yep. this absolutely Especially disgusting. Especially if you put like, Iron Hand. If you hands. do that, everyone will judge you. Yeah. Um, one of the cool ones I think that's fun is if you're Iron Warriors, you can add one extra shot cool. to the ranged weapons with the World War trait. Um, so you can have a two-shot plasma cannon. Yeah. 
Yeah. It took me a few readings to figure out that's how it worked because the second half of that Warlord trait talks about infantry. The first half is just the model with the rule. So, yeah. It's... uh. At this point in the recording, we started going through and, and more of just getting into tactics, how to not so much play Fear of the Ancients, but much more of how to play against it. Um, after recording this segment, we talked about it. We figured that should probably be its own separate entry to discuss rather than um, for all the other parts. We more have talked about what it's about, how it works, why it's cool. And then here, it unfortunately got a little bit more negative to some respect than I would like, as well as it started to get into um, just discussions that didn't need to be had in the middle of what we're trying to get across here. So it's a little bit awkward where the ending point is and the pickup point after this is going to be a little bit awkward as well. But we are going to do a separate discussion later to discuss a little bit more Fury of the Ancients and both the good, the bad that some people have been having with that. So now back to the show. So we have yeah. went through nine of these. Yes. Final um, let's okay. Let's throw out Fear of the Legion in terms of when we talk about like which one liked best or is best. Um, just because like you know, kind of unequivocal there to a certain extent. Um, yeah. From fun perspective, what do we like the most? I like Pride. <laughs> if I had Under the money, I like Subterranean Assault. Because drills are so much yeah. fun. Like, if you had the money, subterranean assault is really fun. I really like pride. Right. Um, that's because I just like 40 mil bases. Um, <laughs> that's, just, that's just me. Um, but I was very Brother shocked by um, um, the Brotherhood of... Uh, what is it called? Brotherhood of Iron? Brotherhood of Iron. Brotherhood it's, of Iron. It's run Here a it bunch goes. of mechanical. You um, play mechanical. I was very shocked. That's I kind of like that one a lot. Because um, you can kind of play... It's, you can have Legion with Mechanicum support, which is kind of really nice because Mechanicum's biggest thing is we don't have scoring, a lot of scoring. So now you have your Legion scoring stuff, and then you have like your fire support Mechanicum. I really like Brethren of Iron. I feel like that combined arms list. Although here's the weird part. Let me just check something with Brethren of Iron because I didn't want to, I don't want to like, um, whatchamacallit, I don't want to um, make a wrong statement. Okay, we're good. So the, what I was looking for, just for those who don't understand, um, it, when you take Mechanicum as allies, you need a specialized Archmagos to do it, and that's the only one you could. You can't do Cybernetica, you can't do Malog. You have to take a certain um, Archmagos as an to take it as an ally. This avoids that, so I like that. Um, so this is kind of like you take support. Uh, honestly, it, no, it's I like more this a lot. I like Spearhead. I like a lot. I like the idea of just running a bunch of tanks for better or worse. And knowing that there's no way I'm going to put together Storm yeah. Eagles, probably Sky Hunter is the other one, because I do like the Land Raiders. Um, they won, they also go well in my Legion, but I do like the Land Raiders. Running a bunch of, in this case, jet bikes, but running bikes and all. I, I do like those sorts of pieces. Um, in terms of for for where people best out of the box so again i, I want to aim this towards if someone already has their collection they didn't need us to tell them what these rights of war do because they already know they look through it they've already built an army towards it but for someone somewhat new who's building up a force where do they aim what's the best one to aim for top two to aim for i'd say pride because it's pride just is an easy one especially yeah. with the box set because you get one special weapon set 
and you now have a 3,000-point army because veterans just that much more points intensive. So pride is a great way to take that starting box, maybe a couple extra kits, and all of a sudden have a big points value available to you. Um, Drop Hot Assault is one where it's a little more specialized. You end up buying a lot of models you could only use in the Drop Hot Assault for the most part. So not that one, even though it uses that a really lot about of it. Looking at it, kind of, and obviously, um, I mean, Arbit Spearhead. Oh, if Lord. you have access to rhinos, yep. I've been out of stock for two months as of <laughs> this uh, this recording. You know, if you get your your hands on rhinos and land raiders, armored spearheads also a pretty solid option. Real quick, I'll toss my hat in for drop pod assault as well. Um, I was just kind of when you were mentioning that I was kind of browsing eBay. Drop pods are super cheap. Oh yes, and drop like, pods are disgustingly cheap. Cheap um, because they so suck. Like, they suck in forty k, and they keep flip flopping between whether they're mandatory for marines or or not an active obstruction. To victory in Marines. Yeah, like, I, there's a drop pod. Uh, I'm 15 gonna, bucks? Like, 10 I'm bucks? Like, five. Yeah, five to ten bucks yeah. for a drop yeah. pod. 20 is a pretty three. standard number. Eight. Now I gotta go buy some drop pods. Um, looking, yeah, five, ten, and fifteen are kind of the big three. Ooh, no, I don't like Yeah, look uh, here. I hate drop pod models. flesh terrors. It's just spray painted. I, I still would maybe for a really good deal, but I kind of hate oh, models. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but I don't know about that. Let's say, um, well, it's, just spray it's probably like literally I spray think in my mind, red. That's from where you might okay. be starting well, you know, after Pride of the Legion. Yeah. It might be one of the easier ones because there's nothing that says you have to take tons. If you could get a couple drop pods, you can make that army work. Where some of these other ones, the box won't help you at all. Recon, you know, you well, because recon forces you to take some units that you don't really have. Um, I mean, a Marine with a Bolt is a Marine with a Bolter. You could run all four of those boys as Recon Marines. Yeah. Give them all melt bombs because it's 25 points from the squad. So you have 40 melt bombs for 100 so, points plus the actual squad. So, so charging like Maniacs and Dreadnoughts. When, when you look That'll at kill it, Dreadnought. the Recons, their Recons have um, essentially like a cape on them. A cloak. Really, is probably the better way. Not really cape. A cloak. Is that what you see people tend to do? I would say any sort of camouflage would work. No. Okay, so it's they just take normal guys and paint them in camo. You could also just paint them camo. Yeah, I've seen people. Horus Heresy. Sure. Or I've seen people take um um not PVC. God damn it. Um, like PVA a, like, glue. No, 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 no. Soak no. a piece of paper towel. No, soak no, paper no, towel no. and PVA, and you can make capes. I was gonna say people have taken small metal brass rods. Um, yeah, that would be the barrels. Okay, so yeah, that would be the barrels. Do, there we go. You have sniper bolts. Angel's wrath. If you're new player, don't even look at. Honestly, yes. You need so many jump packs to do the yeah. alternate approach. There's also a lot of things that logically yeah. would be a generic right of war that aren't options this edition, like a yeah. uh, jump pack list that doesn't all ride in storm. Um. I mean, there's another one that one of the legions has that makes a lot of sense, and I'm well, Angel's on Wrath. You could because like, it's if they're not like bulky, logical ones that are. Missing. Oh no, no, sorry, that's the one not bulky. Which one's the one where you oh, bikes. have it if you're normal bikes? If you're bulky, you don't have to care. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Um, Angel's Wrath has well, yeah. If you do not have jump packs, assault. then 
you have to be in a vehicle and all. So you could have a bunch of jump pack guys. It gives you an option there. Yeah, underworld assault. Okay. If you got a guys in jump packs or other bulky guys, then you have that option. But you're kind of playing away from the point of doing it then. Sky Hunter, you got really nothing to help you there. Drop pod, we talk about getting drop pods. Yeah. Brethren of Iron, you don't have the things at all. Armored Spearhead, maybe a little bit. We, we talked about them. We went through them. Unfortunately, I think a lot of them are kind of just out of reach for people who might be a little bit newer or starting out or building up forces. Yeah. That doesn't make sense, though, because these yeah. are variations on the main space marine list to do the weird thing. Because so up to this point, we've been talking through... Um, they're not all published it. yet at this point as of uh, August 22nd, because I'm still editing and all. But we started going through some of the Legion rights of war. And a lot of those, like I think I said at the beginning, a lot of those feel easier to fit. And it makes sense just because get your special unit and you can run it. That's what a lot of them do. Or not all of them, but a lot of them are like, get your special units. You get to take some of those guys. You have yeah. an option now. Or at least one of them does that. These are greatly changing the way you build your uh, build your army. So... There's a reasonable chance that you you kind of have to build for these rather than taking your collection and using it, unless your collection is very large. And that'll do it for us tonight. Um, so what we have coming up next, we want to start getting back to going through the legions. Now that we've hit the halfway point, we went through the unaligned rights of war, and we have recordings, although not all released at this point, of the rights of war for the ones that we've done previously. We're going to get back into the different legions. So we're going to be going through World Eaters next. We are going to be doing the rights of war with it, although that's going to be a separate release, uh, probably about the day or so after is usually the intention with that, just to, one, keep the episode a little bit more manageable, and also to make sure what we do in the first half mimics what we do in the second half, rather than changing up our style of doing any of this. Um, as always, I do want to thank everyone for listening. Remember, this is available in any pocket you use. We also have this on YouTube. Um, we just do ask if you are listening, enjoying the content we're putting out, um, especially in terms of YouTube. Likes and subscribes help a lot. For podcasts, you know, following it is very important as well. So whichever way you get it, that really does help us out. Um, and we're hopefully going to be able to keep up this two releases slash two recordings a week f until we get through these main legions that's our goal and as we go a little bit more forward to be able to get you some additional content as well all right well on behalf of everyone here has a good hobby and some great gaming